Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. We are back with another weekly podcast live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter this week for True Ooh. Hill Heat 115. On this edition of True Hill Heat, we will be discussing the latest wrestling news, including week 67 of the Wednesday Night Wars with AEW. 67. Yes. <laughs> AEW Dynamite. <laughs> Featuring Shaq's in-ring debut, and my oh my, was it lovely. And mm-hmm. WWE NXT featuring Finn Balor versus Roger Strong. We also got to talk about WWE Raw featuring Bobby Lashley defeating mm-hmm. The Miz to win the WWE Championship. The fallout from New Japan Pro Wrestling Castle Attack and 49th Anniversary Show, as well as the very very controversial decision to create the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Of course, preview and predictions for the big show this Sunday, AEW Revolution 2021, and much, much more. I am back once again with the beautiful, the lovely, Miss Chrissy Love. Hi, guys. I'm so happy to be back with you. Missed you. Thank you to returning returning to us. I was yeah. stuck with Top Guy JJ. It wasn't oh, pleasant. That bad. No. Speaking of which, I'm so happy to be back with you. Here we go. Hello. Hey, what's up? We got our resident True Hill alcoholic himself. <laughs> Sorry for being a little punctual with the lateness. I have made a very very spontaneous decision. The mana is here at 10 o'clock in the morning, baby. Just for you marks that knows, actually, there's a double mana here, baby. Oh, my. So, 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 so wow. we, 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 it's happy hour somewhere. So yep. we're we going to get it popping early. So I apologize for the, for, the, for the minute lateness. But I just said, you know what? I have to grab my stuff and my equipment last minute. <laughs> you made it happen. You made it happen. You didn't want any of those comments in the comment section. Not this week. <laughs> but this week, we have a very, very special guest. I see. I, before, before Top Guy JJ came here, I was like, this is a rare case where I am the ugliest person on this whole panel. <laughs> because we not only have Miss Chrissy Love whack with us this week, but we have a writer for Digital Spy, co-host of Wrestling Daily. This woman is doing so much in wrestling media. You definitely need to check out her YouTube channel because it is a hub. For all news and everything going on in all elite wrestling. So we got the perfect person to preview Revolution this Sunday. The one, the only, Stephanie Chase. Hello! This might have been like the happiest lateness I've ever seen. Yes. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, whoa, whoa, a double, a double dose? This is amazing. <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> Thanks hey. for returning. I um I did not know that it was acceptable to drink on this stream, and if I had known that, I would have been challenging you, Top Guy JJ, for the, the <laughs> for the biggest drinker. I'm just saying, right, during I'm just during one of my many rants, you can probably take a step and grab something. Challenges on, boo boo. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. I promise at least when we get to the revolution preview that I will I'll crack a bottle open on the stream because you know you, you said it's happy hour somewhere. It is 
3.09 p.m. here in London town. That's close to happy hour, I think. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I think it, I think it was a good time to do it. This this uh, live stream is going to be a lot of fun, a lot mm -hmm. of shenanigans. Stephanie Chase joining us for the second time on True Hill Heat. Please, before we get into everything, please tell them where they can find you on social media. Because if you want to know about AEW, if you want to know about New Japan Pro Wrestling, specifically Switchblade Jay White... <laughs> If you, I call her the oxygen tank for the Switchblade Army. She makes everyone, everyone breathe with the Switchblade. So, Steph, please tell them where they can find you. You can find me over on Twitter at Stephanie M. Chase, and you can find me here on YouTube. Um, just type in Stephanie Chase Wrestling. I'm the Stephanie Chase who does the wrestling, not the violinist Stephanie Chase, um, who I'm in constant competition with. But, yeah, if you go to my channel, like, if you love AEW, I've been celebrating Revolution all week, and I'm doing that right through till Monday. Been uploading a video every day. Um, SB3, you joined me before before Shaq's big dynamite to talk about that. That was so much fun. Um, and then, yeah, every Friday I do an AEW weekly show, which is totally live for everyone comes and talks about uh, Dynamite and AW. Um, I put up an interview with Chris Jericho this week for Revolution. So, yeah, it's uh, if you love AEW, it's uh, the place to be. Yes, and I, I also joined her for a very special video along mm -hmm. with Andrew Thompson and uh, Benno of uh, Grabble App. These guys mm -hmm. are so intelligent. I felt like I was around the pool with Vince McMahon. I felt like I was Pat Patterson uh, our good, our good friend Benno was uh, Vince Russo and Andrew Thompson. You love that. Was Gerald Briscoe and you, Steph, were Vince McMahon. That AEW <laughs> versus New Japan Supercard. Definitely go out your way to watch that because that. Oh, was please do. It was it was so great. Thanks to yourself and Andrew and Benno. And I got to say, SP3, I've already told you this, but the the you have the genius moment of that show. Like you, if you haven't seen it, I won't spoil it, but there is a problem in the booking. There is something that we all cannot work out. And it, in the final moments, you come in with the best idea. That, <laughs> cool. like, that you save the show. And it's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, 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 I can I, already I, see where this episode is going. This, that, uh -oh. that, 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 that pain. <laughs> Yes, that, that that pained him so much to hear. So thank <laughs> you. But I, I will say something very off. This is, I, I, you know I'm off the rails. Chrissy, you should do more episodes in that bedroom. That room oh. is phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> he oh, always yeah. goes somewhere left. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, I have oh, wow. Room, I love so, it. So that's, yeah. How that's cool it. is that? That's that awesome. is so cool. And all the, the, the football um, drawing. She got like a... And then I have, of course, the lovely Mr. Spider-Man. Of course, of course. <laughs> we've got a couple of people watching us on Facebook, a couple of people watching us on Twitter, on YouTube. Like this video. Share this video with all your wrestling fans, friends, family. Of course, there is the iCard on YouTube. You could click on that or the subscribe button to subscribe to the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. There is the bell. You press that and press all so you always get 
contacted, alerted whenever we go live on True Hill Heat or whenever we drop a new video. So we got a lot to get into. We got a couple of people watching early this morning. We got fifth generation Carney here in the comments on YouTube. He says, good morning, everyone. Good to see Stephanie here. Absolutely. We got the Negro Buck, Nick Jackson, True Hill Heat live, baby. Yeah. Fifth Generation also says that Supercar show was wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Definitely check that out. Steph Chase's YouTube channel has some great things going on. But we got to get into True Hill Heat 115. First of all, we want to send our condolences, our thoughts over to Jim Crockett Jr. He just passed away earlier this week. He was the promoter uh, for Jim Crockett Promotions, uh, the promoter before they sold to Ted Turner and created WCW. A lot of great things, major stars like Ric Flair, Road Warriors, he majored in his time as a promoter. So definitely our thoughts go out to his family. And to bring it on a brighter note, this edition of True Hill Heat is brought to you by Powered 4 TV, one of the best streaming sites in the UK, over 25, 40 different promotions now on that site, as well as True Hill Heat. And you can get one month, 50% off with the promo code SP3. Remember the name and you got the promo code right there. And we start off True Hill Heat, as we always do, with our True Hill Roll Call. This is for you people watching, for all everyone who subscribes to the True Hill Heat YouTube channel, as well as everyone supporting us on social media. Our top three conversation starters. Number three is James Wims, falling down from his number one spot. Top guy, JJ. James. What? You felt two spots? Yo, right, yo, not one, yo, 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 this is like a retribution week for you, yo. You're like, you, you like on Monday Night Raw, bro. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta kick it up a notch. You number three. You just You're not even the first back? loser. You the second loser. Like, what's up with you? Eesh, eesh. It's rough. It's rough. Uh, coming in at number two is Luis Jaden, and coming in at number one is Charles Kirkhoff. He is the Nick Jackson of this week. Uh, a couple of True Hills. We got to shout out Charlie Layton, BDC. Dale Sparky Green, Nick Blackmon, and Kate Cassidy Haynes of Bodyslam.net. Ola TV commented in our uh, subscriber highlight here for the Romeo Report number seven. Did you guys see the Romeo Report return, Miss Chrissy Love? And he was talking about Randy Orton versus Soldier Boy on social media. The Twitter war to end all Twitter wars and how it will lead to the greatest wrestling match ever. <laughs> Where crank that meets out of nowhere. Uh, Romeo talked all about it on the Romeo report. And Ola TV said Soldier Boy versus Randy Orton street fight sounds good to me or lumberjack <laughs> match. So not only Randy Orton, but also all WWE superstars can jump in and kick Soldier Boy's ass. <laughs> Thank you for that comment. We oh always appreciate goodness. it. Uh, Rambo 77.69 in a comment that's sure to get Top Guy JJ upset. He says on True Hill Heat 114, SP3 is so cool, calm, and collective. I love him on Wrestling Daily and powered for SP3. Thank you so much, Rambo. I, okay, I, no, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. That doesn't set me off when it comes to you because you actually do a fantastic job on the other shows. It's just, you know, shows. it's just that you kind of get embarrassed when you get here. <laughs> All right, like, you, you do a phenomenal job everywhere else. I've seen you on many other podcasts, and you know you you're, you're pretty fantastic there. But sometimes I don't know why you get I don't know why you get so nervous when you get the true I don't know why you get so nervous. You get so nervous. <laughs> All right, I hear you. 
Uh, Fifth and Racing <laughs> Carney, Joseph with it. He says, another great show. Keep up the good work, fellas, on New Japan Pro Wrestling Castle Attack Review. But let's get into what we missed this past week. Of course, we got to start off with week 67 of the Wednesday Night Wars. Don't we all? WWE, NXT, and AEW Dynamite. Before we get into this week, major, major news announced this week by the Madman Podcast. Apparently... The Wednesday Night War is about to end, ladies and gentlemen. It's about to end as NXT is supposedly moving to Tuesday nights. What do you guys think about NXT potentially moving to Tuesday nights? We got a potential lineup of them uh, premiering on Tuesday nights on April 13th. The Tuesday wow. following WrestleMania. So very, very soon. So what do you guys, everyone think about WWE NXT moving to Tuesdays? Let's start with Steph here. I think that this is, they've surrendered. They've waved the white flag and they are moving <laughs> to Tuesdays. And, you know, it had to happen because they, Woo! you want to talk about getting embarrassed, they were getting embarrassed. Embarrassed uh, every Wednesday night. Not just like in the ratings, but I think in the, the level of the show that they were putting on. Um, it's interesting. I'll be interested to see if NXT changes at all because I think that it did start to slide down once it moved to the USA Network, once they put it on head-to-head -head with, with AEW. I think that it just turned so like, main rostery and all the like magic and coolness that you you found in NXT was kind of gone. But yeah, I think it's 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 kind of like to be honest, I don't want to be mean, but it's funny. It's funny that they no, they are retreating. Okay, don't, don't worry about it. Tell them what you, how you feel, Steph. Don't hold it back. Tell it. Tell it. Uh, I think it's hilarious that they've See? that they've retreated, that they've surrendered. Um, and yeah, and I hope that. You know, it helps AEW just keep cracking a million. That's what I want to see. Um, wrestling fans don't have to choose anymore. I think that that could even be worse for NXT, though, because I think that if you're maybe a fan that is loyal to WWE, so you're choosing NXT every Wednesday, if you've got your Wednesday free from WWE, you might check out Dynamite then instead. And once you start doing that, you might be just fully converted over to the other side. So, you yeah. might be gone forever. As, yeah. they, as, as they say, you know, in the WWE's point of view, when a good girl goes bad, she's gone forever. I studied the Bible today before we went live. Great stuff. All right, uh, Top Guy JJ, what's your thoughts on NXT moving to Tuesday? I think it's absolute genius. They don't want to be the. They don't want to be responsible for another eighty-three weeks podcast that's actually available right now. Like they, they don't listen. There's no need. Like they, they put in on a pretty decent product on that show. They're just clearly not on the same level as what the other program is. And then you know, sports is going to start to get back into full swing. So. A lot of complication on Wednesdays. So I think NXT moving is actually a smart thing for them. So we can actually get eyes on their product and not grade them so unfairly every single week because they're basically going up against the juggernauts of the of, of the of the programming right now. Because AEW is just on a completely different platform right now. Like we don't even compare them to anything on the main roster because that's just pure trash right now. So <laughs> 
<laughs> it's AEW and everyone else. So why not shift your program into a different day to get more eyes on the product? Because NXT actually hasn't been bad. But, I mean, clearly this just makes AEW. Oh, my God. So you already know the jabs is coming in the, com- in the coming weeks from the Jacksons, from Jericho, from MJF. You gonna hear Jim? You gonna hear Jim Ross throw a jab in there? All the former employees are throwing jabs in the coming weeks. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be something fun, and and we did kind of talk about it the last couple of weeks with NBC Sports Network shutting down. The NHL was gonna move to the USA Network, and Wednesday is Hockey Day, and it gets more money from the advertisers than mm-hmm. pro wrestling. That's really mm-hmm. what's behind this decision. I don't don't think we're just riffing on NHL. NXT here and being right. AEW uh, nah. fans. This is more about that move than it is about anything else. But it's also the fact that if NXT was doing well on Wednesdays against AEW, they probably wouldn't be moving and they probably would be viewed as an asset that they would want to keep on Wednesdays and maybe switch things up. But NHL, any type of major sport is always going to take precedent over pro wrestling. At yeah, this, and honestly... I don't know much about hockey, but one thing I did know growing up, NHL was always hockey night on Wednesdays. So, like, anybody that actually watches hockey, that that's Wednesdays is it. Like, their bars are probably going to be lit. Every single bar that opens up when this obviously we're going to open up soon at some point. The viewers are going to be on hockey on Wednesdays because NBA got Tuesdays and Thursdays on Smash. So it's, I mean, hopefully they survive the NBA on Tuesdays because TNT on Tuesday, yeah, that that that's a tough one. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be tough either way for NXT, but this is a move that's positive for wrestling fans. Yeah, they can yeah. watch both shows. We got D Niz in the comments on YouTube saying the Tribal Chief does not appreciate you calling his show trash. Top okay, okay. all right, he, so everybody knows how I feel about the Tribal Chief. I, I, everybody know, but that is like fifteen minutes of the show. There's another hour and forty five. There's another hour and forty five minutes of shit that we gotta tolerate. Well, yeah, so yeah, I mean, we'll we'll, we'll talk about this, yeah, week, though, yeah, absolutely. Sure. And then, and then we got some love for Top Guy JJ in the comments. We got uh, we got Power 4 TV saying Top Guy JJ is the backbone drinking for us all. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely, hell yeah, absolutely. appreciate that, absolutely. But I have a question, I have a question, yes. If Wednesday night is hockey night, if that's a thing, does that mean we're never ever getting CM Punk in AEW? Ooh, that, that, that is an issue. That's a conflict of interest. That seems CM like Punk. a huge conflict in his life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I'm, we, pretty, uh, I'm pretty sure if they throw a bank at him, he'll make a compromise. <laughs> he'll, make a com- he'll make a compromise for a quick segment. I think he's so made like it. <laughs> a bank at him, get him a tablet so he can watch the game. Oh, yeah. Yep. yep. It, it, he's only got like a 15 minute segment. It's fine. It's all good. He can make it work. He's going to make yeah. it work. If they have the bank, like you said, the bankroll is going to be thrown at him. He's going to make it work. They're gonna they're gonna move they're gonna move his segments and book it around the halftime of the hockey game pretty much. Cool. But but we got to talk about the Wednesday night wars, ladies and gentlemen. Chrissy Love, I know you had a week off, but have you been practicing your drum set? Of course, I don't need no practice. Yeah, that's right. You know what you're doing. So hit the drums. We're gonna get to the ratings for the Wednesday night wars, week sixty-seven. Take it away, Chrissy. So for week sixty-seven of the Wednesday night wars. 
AEW Dynamite comes <laughs> in with 934,000 viewers to NXT with 692,000 viewers. Uh, and this is why they wave the, the white flag, and this is why they have to know why they And wonder why they moving. <laughs> well, AEW once again won an 18 to 49 uh, key demo, but this week they won in all demos. They even won in over 50, and a lot of yeah. that. A lot of that might have to do with a certain NBA Hall of Famer, Laker great. Yes, Laker great. Shaquille O'Neal on the episode of AEW Dynamite, teaming up with Jade Cargill to defeat Cody Rhodes and Red Velvet in a fun opener that exceeded all expectations. The Inner Circle press conference with Conrad Thompson and Eric Bischoff making special guest appearances, as well as the Young Bucks, Matt Jackson, telling Chris Jericho that if not for their father in AEW, that Chris Jericho would be jerking the curtain at the Performance Center. We also had the exploding barbed <laughs> wire deathmatch hype package with Atsushi Onita. Yes, Onita on national TV in 2021. I what a great day. FTR and Tully Blanchard teamed up to defeat the Jurassic Express in a good six-man tag team matchup that had J.J. Dillon in the Hills corner, as well as the mm -hmm. old school belts. We had Max Caster beat 10 of the Dark Order to move on to the face of the Revolution ladder match. And then Paul White hyped a mystery signing for AEW, who is a Hall of Fame-worthy uh, person and a huge, huge name which was confirmed by Tony Khan on the AEW Restricted Podcast, saying that it is one of his all-time favorite wrestlers. Mm. WWE NXT had Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defeat Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez to successfully defend the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships in controversial fashion. We had Finn Balor defeat uh, Roderick Strong in a really good main event. Uh, Danny Burch and Orny Lorepin defeated Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher thanks to a distraction from the Imperium. The way went through therapy. Oh. A therapist was therapying on Austin Theory in a fun little series of skits on the show. And then we also had I for next week's show, which has Adam Cole versus Finn Balor for the NXT Championship, as well as Io Shirai versus Tony Storm for the NXT Women's Championship. Chrissy Love, you missed a week. So I would go <laughs> to you first this week. What, what did you think was the better show? AEW or NXT? Better show? Better show. Oh, better show. Okay. I was saying better. We could tell, tell you the better <laughs> show right there. I don't even have to answer your question, friend. But, um, okay. So, NXT was not bad. Just so happened that everyone was watching AEW. It wasn't a bad show. I love the Gargano's therapy session. So good. Solid. The, uh, the uh, main event was amazing. It was great. Um, not sure if I like his new theme music though on his his outfit. I gotta get used to that because he's not. I guess because the era is now no more. But okay, fine. Um, but AEW for the win, friend. I mean, come on, Shaq did amazing. I mean, I thought. I mean, what what more? I, he did better than I thought he was gonna do because I thought it was gonna be a shit show. Jade Jade is a freaking star. Jade should she just have, should have just stand and have someone talk for her. She used to say freaking amazing amazing star red velvet is like i i mean come on let's let's get it together the red velvet just beautiful I, they did phenomenal i loved it the press conference was 
I mean, come on. The press conference was just great. I mean, like, the whole show. Telly Blanchard, I mean, that man right there, that's some old, good-looking man right there. Got to say. That right there. Telly. He, he, he's, a, he's a nice little sugar daddy. Um, um, yep. Wow. Kelly's going to need to borrow my fan. Tell yep. me if you're watching. Kelly's going to need more than the fan, boo. But other than that, I mean, AEW for the win. I mean, hands down. NXT was good, though. It wasn't bad. It just, you can't compare apples to oranges. And I'm happy that they're battling out and going to another night because. Is giving the wrestler fans a chance to like, okay, let me watch it. I watch both of them together, and like, of course, when one is happening, I gotta like tune into one, and then I have to go back to the other. So it gives everyone a chance to now we have more days to watch more wrestling, as we don't have it more right now. <laughs> but oh, other than that, I mean, my vote AEW for the win, friend. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you, everything you said was exactly on point with pretty much both shows. Um, yeah, a lot of good stuff. Let's go over to Steph. Uh, I don't even know if I should be asking you because I, I watch wrestling daily, and I don't remember. I don't remember two times that you uh, you have said the other show, but I will still ask what you thought was the better show. Our good friend. Alex McCarthy over on Wrestling Daily called the first hour of Dynamite one of the best he's ever seen in wrestling. So that's high praise from one of the best in wrestling journalism. So, Steph, what did you think was the better show? Well, yeah, uh, Balor's main event was very good, but there's no competition here at all. Dynamite was a tremendous show. I think that Shaq, you know, when we were talking about it beforehand, SP3, I don't think uh, either of us thought that Shaq would deliver the performance that he did. It was incredible. Like that man worked. Uh, he bumped, uh, and he was so good. He was. He blew away expectations. I. I think in ring, um, it was just a fabulous performance. I think you know, for someone who's not a wrestler and someone of his age, he did incredibly well to to, to go it that way. Jade. Wow, from the minute like Jade stepped out, the entrance, the outfit, everything, she's just a superstar. The flexing she was doing, the oh. posing with the pin. Wow. And I feel like with with um the way that WWE do things with their whole developmental system, I think it like that thing has got messy. It has left too many people just waiting to the point where no one cares about them anymore. And I think that if Jade Cargill walked out on NXT, you would you would say, of course, wow, she looks amazing, what a star, whatever. By the time you put her on Raw, it, you'd be so used to her. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, you know, if I had Jade Cargill in my promotion, yeah, I'd throw her out in Dynamite in a main event, you know, and that's the way I would do it. And mm-hmm. who cares that she still needs some work because she can work every week and get yeah. there. But... I think, yeah, if you've got someone like that, you put them on your big show, give them a big spot. Red Velvet did incredible as well. Um, yeah. It was a great match. It was, um, I just admired the idea to to bring in Shaq, but then actually really spotlight two women because that's really what it did. And that was mm-hmm. cool because Cody could have just fought Shaq on his own um, right. and done that, but he didn't. And 
that was great. Um, and yeah, I loved everything about Dynamite. Tully was awesome. Tully delivered way more than I expected <laughs> to. I was so happy to see how he could still go, you know, bringing out JJ Dillon, then Aaron Anderson coming yeah. on at the end. It was like, oh, it was a lovely, like, little heartwarming moment. Um, loved the Inner Circle press conference, of course. Uh, it was great. I always, I always have a smile when I see Eric Bischoff and Conrad uh, on screen. But yeah, great addition of Dynamite. I think that the the way they paced it was interesting to put Shaq out there first. Um, obviously it popped like he passed over a million that didn't sustain but they still ended on a good number i do think maybe a bit of sneakiness with that shack ambulance thing because yeah. i was waiting for him to to reappear or even like to get some kind of update on him mm -hmm. uh we didn't right. get it but right. yeah yep yeah, so I think like I because I thought it was going to be like a really good night show where it, there's a storyline going on all night and it would be like, what's like, is Shaq okay? Where is he gone? <laughs> but we didn't hear from him again. So I, I hope he comes back though. I was really hoping that Paul White would be the one driving the ambulance, but that didn't happen. <laughs> where to, uh, Stephanie? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's what I thought. Where to, Shaquille? <laughs> so good but uh, i also think it was interesting what they put in the main event um putting you know matt hardy and hangman page in there it was an interesting one to end it but i think the visual then of the brawl for the tag team match too was really cool and i was happy to see onita on the dynamite i can't believe you got a dynamite with shaquille o'neal onita tully blanchard jj Dillon, like eric bischoff just bringing out all the stars all the stars. The star, first of all, can I just say how fantastic? Oh my God. I loved every minute of watching her in the ring. I mean, ugh, beautiful. Love. I was yeah. like, I'm a, I'm a fan. And I know it was my first time. That, I'm a fan. I love it. I can't mm. wait to see it again. I'm, I'm so Jay Cargill yeah. was definitely came through. I mean, I'll, I'll just say my my piece here. I think AEW for the win. There was a there was good stuff on NXT. I, I thought the opener was really good with what uh, what I like to call the dads of Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa. <laughs> they they are dads. Yes, you're they, right. They totally oh, just right. look like two two dads, two two angry dads, two angry dads. That's their name. That's their name from now on on True Hill Heat. Two angry dads. Uh, losing to uh, Birch and Lorgan. That was a good opener. I love the main event, Balor and uh, Roderick yes. Strong. Uh, I, I love all the promo work and the story going on with Undisputed Era. It's 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 the best thing going on NXT right now. And the way the way is oh, hilarious. And, I and, love it. I love Johnny it. Johnny Gargano. I did not know he could be this good as a heel. Like when he first turned heel, I was kind of against it. I wasn't connecting with the work and the stuff he was doing with Candice LeRae in the house, but. Putting this whole stable no. together and mm -hmm. his chemistry with Austin Theory has kind of tra translated and kind of resonated with me as as the character. So I've been he's loving. Dad that. too, though, it's like yeah. he's like, like yeah. there's still, his ch two children. It's so like the, his two teenage children. You know what I'm saying? They're yeah. not like little babies. They're teenagers, and it's so good. Yes, and Austin Theory is the aloof, the the idiot, the idiot of the bunch. While Indy Hart Hartwell is a a horny teenage girl. Yeah. So so <laughs> I, I love I love all of that. I love all of that. I love all of that. But uh, man, Dynamite was awesome. Like the barbed wire 
deathmatch a video package just felt like 1997 hell in a cell like this is the blow-off to end all blow-offs and this is the match that everyone's gonna pay to see on on sunday that's what i loved about it love the promo work in the press conference i i really enjoyed uh nyla rose and um Ms. Yunami. i thought that match was so much better than i thought it would be i like the callbacks to the yes! other matches in the tournament huh. That was good stuff. So there was a lot to enjoy on both shows. But yeah, the Shaq, the Shaq match exceeded any and all expectations. Linker, great. Shaquille O'Neal. I don't care what JMC, Jason Michael Campbell, has to say in the comment section. How dare you insult the Laker greats of the past by Shaquille O'Neal. Three-time NBA champion as a Laker. Like, go to Steph. Steph Chase's YouTube channel. Check out my pregame where I give you the history of Shaq leading up to this matchup. This man is one of the four most known NBA players of the past two decades. Like, do not disrespect Shaquille O'Neal after that performance on Dynamite. And I have said it. I said it on AE Recap. It's going to be out this weekend. I'm going to say it here. The powerbomb by Shaquille O'Neal is the greatest wrestling move performed by a celebrity ever. <laughs> ever. Think about it. Think about it. Floyd, uh, Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather just was a boxer. He did punches. Mm -hmm. uh, McAfee did flips, all that other type of stuff. You know, he's great on the mic. Don't get me that wrong. That moonsault was pretty sweet in the, the cage, moonsault, though. The moonsault was sweet, but that's not a traditional wrestling move. That's a flip. That's a gymnastic move. Um, Ronda Rousey, great in her performance in her debut, but mostly she was doing MMA stuff. Uh, Andy Wait, Kaufman, are you saying that the Andy Kaufman, LT, LT, yes, I am. LT did a forearm because Ronda, because Ronda, listen to me. You, you now, now you're getting it all, all kabuddled here. Ronda, Ronda performed, Ronda, Ronda performed MMA moves. So okay. she didn't do wrestling moves. She did MMA moves. Give this is the best wrestling move by a celebrity ever. Shaquille O'Neal on March 3rd, 2021, made history. That's all I got. Wow. I, I, I feel your argument for sure. I think... I don't know if I would agree. If Pat McAfee's watching, I absolutely do not agree. And I, 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 I really, like, call me, call me, uh, subscribe and call. Um, but plug it in, plug. Love the subliminal if he's watching. <laughs> but I think, Chuck, he that powerbomb was great. It, it was great. And I think it worked in, like, two ways. It was a cool visual of seeing him do that move he worked the match like so traditional big guy which is cool because you don't see that that much in wrestling anymore yeah. you always try to make big guys work like they're normal guys and why if you're if you're the size of Shaq work like you're a giant and he did that and I think uh, a lot of fans you know tied it in with Mr. Bodie Lee as well so that was kind of extra special mm -hmm. too yeah so it was definitely he he definitely delivered that very well Side by side, watch Brody Lee's powerbomb on Cody and then watch Shaq's powerbomb on Cody. It's nearly perfect. JJ, AEW or NXT this week? I mean, I hope I don't butcher this, but, you know, you got to hear that. That 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 <laughs> pop, and that's a celebration for AEW. I, I, I don't even know why we're asking what was a better show, honestly. Like, I really don't. 
But yo, and this is again, this is why NXT just needs to go to Tuesdays because, like, you know, you, the flag, the, yo, the way was everything, yo. I like, love- I was weak with the way, yo. The way was that was a phenomenal few segments. Like, that's what NXT starting to add the meat to the potatoes. Like, yeah. they're they're starting to finally get there, and, and, and it's they're they're just doing it at the wrong time. Yeah. Like they're just doing it. like I I I was gonna actually go a little step beyond that, and I was yo literally I saw the greatest celebrity performance ever, like wow. ever, like ever from a wrestler that was speak that a celebrity that became a wrestler. Shaq was a true big man in the ring. Like everything, he was simple as hell. Everything yeah. he like, woo! He chopped that first chop. Was a Volta challenge. <laughs> that, 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 you know, like it, Shaq's presence was just flat out, out spot on. Like he he just you know, Shaq just he has a special connection to the camera and to what he just puts his hands on. You could tell he worked at this. You could tell he he actually put in the yo. My man was just. Banging Cody in the corner with those knees, he like he he worked like a real big man in the ring, throwing Cody off after that two count. That that table bump, I just was like, I'm done. That table bump just <laughs> sold me more than and and Shaq was dead. Shaq was dead. <laughs> Turn that like Hold the hell the out way of he, he, he never just, moved. Like I thought, yeah. I had to fear when he went through that table. Like he sold it so well that I had the fear of, oh my gosh, is this gonna be like a terrible tragedy that's happened yeah. on Dynamite? <laughs> like Shaq is done for. Like imagine the negative press. Yes, uh, he yes. sold it. So I bought that completely until he disappeared in the ambulance. Then I was like, oh, he okay. Yeah, he yeah. Just sold that. Yeah, but. there was another little inkling that I don't want to give up. I think we, if we're wrestling fans, we know what the little inkling that he did that just let us know he was good. There was this, you know, there's this little touch that they do just to confirm that they're okay. But that, like, beside, but Shaq was phenomenal. But on top, to have Jade Cargill have the performance that she had during that match, I would not only say that was the greatest celebrity performance, I feel like that that was the best and the most fun I have ever had in an AEW opener since I've started watching AEW. Wow. That Jade Cargill and Red Velvet tore it up. Like, like they were so good on top of what Shaq did. Jade Cargill is a goddamn star. Like, Jade Cargill, if she is not, I, I, I wouldn't even be mad if she was one of those women that just got rushed to the title picture. She's yeah, that, yes. she's, she, oh my God, that girl is good. And she'll be a wow. great girl. She'll be phenomenal. Just her execution, her attitude, her demeanor, the her execution of her moves, her selling, she just has it all. Mm-hmm. Like, she yeah. is phenomenal. And, and, and that hour, the first hour of AEW, oh <laughs> my just God. Yes. Lord have mercy. Like this is NXT. I mean, you see the difference, man. You see, like, like NXT was solid. Yeah. But AEW is great. <laughs> like, like there, there is just a different energy and a different chemistry. And I kind of had like a inner cringe with the young bucks in the 
with with all of a sudden Matt becoming angry because it's like I don't know I didn't know that but yeah. I did love the I yeah. did love the curtain jerking line at the yeah. performance center I absolutely mm-hmm. loved it because Jericho was like oh shit mm-hmm. that shit might have been true that shit might have been really true I might <laughs> I don't know where the fuck I would be because there's no Fozzy concerts there ain't shit going on podcast is to talk is Jericho but he had you could see it in his reaction like oh shit. <laughs> yeah, that, might, that, shit, that shit might be true but AEW ju- I just go for a ride with AEW so it's like if you kind of don't watch AEW severely doing yourself a wrestling injustice yeah. you're really doing yourself an injustice and it's not a matter of hating on NXT because we have said this for the past at least months that NXT has been good but AEW is at that peak of the the weekly programming that we haven't we haven't had this since yeah we haven't had attitude era times where we were had to be locked in every week and follow every storyline and actually you know the i thought it was the dumbest thing that they've ever done when they put matt hardy in a main event but then it made sense Mm -hmm. like i i I just it's like they have fully swayed me and convinced me. And then Matt Hardy's social media afterwards crying that he was kicking Adam Page's ass one-on-one, <laughs> but it was a criminal offense that the Dark Order came out on a six-on-one. Like It's like, yo, they just wrap it around so well. And then out of all, I was watching all of the ruckus that was going in the ring. I was watching how confused Negative One was in the back. Yo, uh, no. yo Negative One was like, what the hell is going part. on? He was my favorite part of that. Yeah, that I'm Negative One? Oh, my God. I, 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 was, I, I was watching that kid the whole time. Yeah, I wasn't even yes. watching a brawl. I was just watching his reactions the entire time. And, and it's like, yo, they just know how to hit you on all areas, man. And, oh, man, like, AEW is just special, man. And I like the Adam, like, I feel like NXT needs to get a severe bump in the ratings next week with the Adam Cole and Finn Balor championship match. But AEW is just, damn, damn, AEW is just killing it, yo. Yeah, they really, like, they, the way they do storylines is so different. They're, they're investment storylines yeah. that we yeah. just don't get from, from WWE at all, if you think about it everything whether it's moxley or omega hangman and uh, matt hardy jericho mjf the inner circle that going into the young bucks match this is all like well booked intricate twisty turny long time things and i was thinking about that a lot this week when i spoke to jericho and he was talking about his storyline with the inner circle and mjf and stuff and i was just listening to him and i just thought i can't imagine anyone from wwe like being able to talk about their storyline like that in the same way like whatever you think of the storyline just like the the length and kind of the investment uh is so different in in AEW um the way they do it and I think that it's it's just is why people that love AEW I think passionately love it so much just yeah. a subliminal thing too how petty is Paul White <laughs> how petty how petty like the big ass tron video of no more bs how petty. I love, love i'm not mad at all it's like the perfect dose of pettiness like it's just it's just like 
but you were just with the BS not too long ago. So <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, a, it's like it's just, I'm just like how petty. But like, I was like, so like confused when I seen. It. I was like, oh, so we gonna do this right now? Oh, okay, <laughs> sure, no problem. But I was like, but you was just with the shits not too long ago. So what? Which one? <laughs> Okay, but I bet so you, like, I bet you didn't like, see that turn coming. Come on now, like, don't don't put echo. I love it. I love it. I, maybe I'm petty myself, but yeah. I'd be I'd be taking shots if, if I was out there. Absolutely. I mean, but I guess I guess it's like something where we see Meryl I mean, like I'll take his shots too. It's like I mean, okay, I mean, Chrissy. Guys. Chrissy, yes. love. I mean, I, I got, I got a. The only, I love agreeing with you, but yo, do you remember last time Big Show was on TV when Paul White was on TV for the WWE? What his segment was? But they did the him the being talked giant. down like a goddamn child to Randy Orton, like you know like what? he like he was treated like a damn peon <laughs> on his last meaningful television raw appearance like it, it, it come on like dude J like petty jj my love listen okay yes very petty petty is very ne much necessary needed with these times that we are going through right now friend however um the shirt said it all though like no more bs like, bro i'm with the shit show but it's like you're going to be a commentator dog like you're just going to talk like you're not wrestling <laughs> like so like what shit does what, what shit no, he is wrestling at least he's going to get to talk bubble yeah he's gonna, you're like, you're like, he just sat there and listened okay yeah, no nah, he signed a he signed a deal to to get back he's gonna wrestle yeah he's definitely okay, well, he's definitely gonna wrestle we got jason michael campbell in the comments on uh facebook he says i just want to see the giant versus shaquille in the ring that is definitely one of the matches everybody has been saying they want to see, see that. Yes, from absolutely. paul white in aew we got daryl brown saying if they can push abaddon to the women's champion they can definitely do it for jade cargill 100 percent oh. agree with that that was that was kind of kind of rough but we will get into uh, more AEW Women's Championship matchup for Revolution later on in the podcast. Okay. But you had something to say, Chrissy? No, I'll wait till we do our predictions later on. Go ahead. Do it. Thank <laughs> you. So we got to move on, ladies and gents, because it was not just AEW and, and uh, NXT this week. We had a big happening going on on Monday Night Raw as Bobby Lashley became the new WWE champion, the third, only the third African-American champion, WWE champion in history, following in the footsteps of The Rock and Kofi Kingston. Great moment for him after working so hard, getting back to WWE, going through Lashley's sisters, going through the storyline, <laughs> going through uh, Leo Rush, pointing at his butt and screaming, Lashley, Lashley. <laughs> so he has been through I like so, him. Oh, no, I love, so I love, I love much. with him. No, that was like one of the best. Besides him being in her biz, I think Lashley and um, Leo were good. It was just no, like the, the, the butt promos, the butt promos. No, That's no. all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. The butt promos okay. were rough. The butt promos okay. were, were rough for sure. But step the shit, the shit show, but you know, whatever. And I know you're here for the shit show. Uh, <laughs> uh Steph, what was your thoughts no. on Bobby Lashley becoming the WWE champion on Raw? I think it was very well deserved. Um, for Lashley, I think he's someone that 
what like I've interviewed Lashley and he seems like um, a very nice guy who wants more than they ever give him and kind of knows, you know, he's kind of sitting there being like, I want my match with Brock Lesnar, but probably not going to happen for me. Like that type of thing, which, you know, makes me feel sad. But as soon as like the Hurt Business started, they've been one of the strongest points of WWE, definitely. Um, I think that, you know, I, when they put the title on the Miz, that was, that was rough, but, (laughs) <laughs> you know, good swerve to give it to Bobby Lashley. Uh, I don't think he's here for the long time, though, as champion. I really don't. I think that uh, Drew is still their guy, their project, but he deserves it. Um, and it is nice to see. I mean, we had, what, a week or two of a champion that we can't be part of. Uh, sorry, Miz. And now at least, now at least we have someone that we can show people and say that's what a champion looks like. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Like, do you think it's going to be long-term? Cause I, I think this is um, to WrestleMania at best. I think that that's the plan going into this whole thing, but it feels like Lashley has a lot more momentum than they thought he would. Well, when yeah. he it. So, yeah. so it's going to lead to, it's yeah. going to lead to something very interesting. Let's go over to Chrissy next. What was your thoughts on Bobby Lashley winning the WWE Championship? And how long do you see him holding the title? Um, I agree with Steph on the whole thing. I don't think it's really long-term. However, I do feel like once he became champion and, and they've seen everyone, like, so excited, they're probably like, all right, now we got to change. The, we got to go back, you know, in the, the book and, like, kind of erase what we had going and kind of, like, keep this momentum a little bit. Um, I do... I mean, I would have hoped that he had won at a different time, like at WrestleMania instead of on Raw. But, you know, okay, sure, whatever. You know, I'll take it where we can. You know, the Hurt Business is one of, like, the best things that has happened to Raw. Um, And give MVP his flowers now. Give it to him right now because he deserves all of it. Um, But putting these three guys together – that I, I would have never thought of putting them at all together. You know, you understand what I'm saying? So I'm loving this. I I, I I wasn't on board at first with the hurt business, but once he once they started doing little things, I was like, okay, boom, this is this is this is good. Um I hope for Lashley and Lashley has never been champion at all. Never well, been in a WWE, WWE champion. champion. He's been ECW, ECW champion. champion. And he's United been an Impact Yeah, I knew. I was like, but damn, I was like, he's been with this. He's been there for Yes. Oh, this is, that is horrendous. I'm sorry. I damn near like wanted to throw up in my mouth for that. 17 movie. years. That, and like, and like Stephanie said, he's been a guy that's been like, you know, just waiting patiently, just waiting, not arguing, just like, you know, the whole thing, I guess. I guess we just like be the work. It's like, okay, I'll just, I'll take it. All right, you want me to do this thing with Lana? Okay, like, sure. I'll do this thing over here. Like, okay, but you know, I'm working. So, okay. So he's just like, I guess I got to just do what I got to do. And, I, and shout out to him for just, you know, just being one of those patient people for just like sticking with it. Cause he could have just left like any other person to just like, you know what? I mean, he, he, he did he did leave for a for a while there. Like he was gone yeah, from the yeah, company yeah, for like ten ten years doing you know impact for right. for two cents as well as uh, Bellator. He was in the MMA right, world. Right, so, right. 
So but this is a this is a long time coming. You are right about it, that. It is a long time coming, and it's and it's. Uh, like I said I wish it was on a different platform, but we'll take it. And um, I I I hope that they're gonna go back and kind of revamp it. I mean, I do see Drew taking it. I'm not sure when. Maybe hopefully he can get a nice little run to like maybe SummerSlam. But I don't see that. You know, give him a couple like like Kofi had it with like maybe like four months, <laughs> if anything. Like give him a good like four month run, and then. All right, let's go. You know, like, don't let, don't take it all like how they did to Kofi when he got like just shambled in like two seconds. But um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, you know, SP3, we were talking the other day about the best things we've ever seen live. And like you guys um, mentioned Kofi at WrestleMania, and it only hit me afterwards that I was there when Kofi lost the title to Brock. Uh, it was terrible. But I was actually there with my stopwatch out because I, I knew he wasn't going to last. Oh, we all had our clocks out. Oh, yeah, yeah, the clocks out. Yeah. It, it was kind of it was kind of like the, the foregone conclusion. happened at 9.56. So <laughs> <laughs> Brock has been known to only wrestle for a couple of minutes. He's not there to do a whole thing. Like mm -hmm. I think the longest he'd done was maybe, what, 20 minutes he works for right. appearances not by the hour i think right. he did like like 17 18 minutes with like AJ Styles at, at Survivor series a couple of years ago we got nick jackson in the comments on uh youtube saying mvp deserves a hall of fame ring for how he's helped put a spotlight on uh all these guys in the hurt business but he also asks uh what was it uh damn what's with all the miz hate i explained <laughs> it I explained this last week right. on Hill Heat 114. This is, is about the money. He's he's not the, I'm sorry to cut you off, SP. Miz, Miz, there's no no one's hating on the Miz. The Miz has done his what he needs to do. He's gonna get his flowers too. There's no like he said what he said when he was gonna do when he was on the real world. I'm gonna be champion, I'm gonna do this. And he's done all of that. He's got the money, he's got the TV shows, he don't got he got two kids. We don't got all this time to be doing all this shit. We don't we let him do what he needs to do. Let him be with John Morrison as his lackey, and we're going to go call it a day. Yeah, I mean, I could just echo a lot of that stuff, but also say the fact that it's not us hating on The Miz. It's the fact that they booked him like shit for the past two years. Yeah. Like, yeah. What did you expect? Like, you put the title on this guy when he's been in the worst segment on every single show for Jeez. over a year now. And and you expect us to be happy that he's the champion, or be like, yay, Miz, yay, the Miz. He's so like, well he... deserving. He was so good three or four years ago. What the yeah. hell? Like, damn, take it, yo, take it easy on Nick. I'm damn, saying, I'm just saying, no, people, people take it easy. Negro Bucky, just ask the question. No, no, no it's it's because not, people... everybody, it's everybody. Everyone is like, yeah. oh my god, why the this? No, shut the hell up. No one gives a fuck what you're saying. Give it, let's give it up. Give it up. No one cares. The Miz has been doing I, I this didn't say all that. Jesus, it's okay. No, it's okay. You don't have to say it. I'll say it for you. It's okay. Don't worry. Let the Miz just sit the fuck down. It's okay. The Miz has been a he's been a lackey to John Morrison since he came back. Fuck that. No. Let him sit the fuck down. We were mad when he got the money in the bank briefcase from fucking notice. Who shouldn't have got it from that? Steph, mm. Steph is witnessing spicy Chris. Oh, Otis should have never had it. Otis should have never had a damn briefcase to begin with. I love it. Otis I just feel like. So I, no, 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 no. I don't disagree, but Otis should have never had the shit from Jump. He should have well, never got it. Like that whole story was all stupid. But I, I, I do, I do want to put a little sense into what. 
I believe that the WWE might learn their lesson. Because okay, the reaction yeah. that they got out of Bobby Lashley winning this title, you can't take it off of him in four weeks. You cannot take it off of him at WrestleMania. That is just not smart for business. That's just not smart for the trajectory that Raw needs to go on. Drew, Drew McIntyre has been a great champion for the year 2020. But if you're going to make him a three-time champion in a three-month span, that is the definition of shoving a champion down your throat. Yeah, um, and, and Drew is too good to get that kind of label thrown on him based on what the company wants. And this Lashley reaction just gives them a whole nother superstar. Like it gives them that next superstar that they desperately need on that show because Drew McIntyre held the pen. He held the torch for a lot of 2020 when Raw was struggling. And it was struggling, and Drew McIntyre was that guy. Mm -hmm. Bobby Lashley gives them a clear lens, a full opportunity, and not only the third African-American to actually have the WWE championship, how many people is now going to follow this show and follow this brand to see how far this goes? Mm -hmm. If you give it up in four weeks, it's basically like you basically made him a longer transitional champion. Bobby Lashley is much bigger than a transitional champion. He needs to be main event in shows for at least the next half a year, which is probably going to end up pissing people off because the guy that I think he's going to lose that title to is going to be Brock Lesnar. I, I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that. I mean, that's, the match, mean, that's the match that he's which, wanted for which so means, many years. Which means we know that then he would hold the title until at least SummerSlam because Brock ain't fighting on Brock ain't fighting on no other pay-per-views. He ain't fighting on no money in the bank. Last time he appeared at Money in the Bank, all he did was show up and climb up a damn ladder. So <laughs> Brock Lesnar ain't fighting. He ain't fighting on the mediocre pay-per-views. He's only fighting on the big dogs. Yeah. So yeah. so the last time he fought on anything that was mediocre, I think was Great Balls of Fire against Samoa Joe. And that was the last time you seen or heard an effort from him on a mediocre ass pay per view. He don't do the big, he don't do the little shit. It's only going to be the big dogs. But Bobby Lashley deserves, deserves a shot at seeing how this goes. And he's in the best moment of his WWE career with the hurt business. Like, like he, his promos are on point. His look is the best. And the best addition to his entire arsenal is that Skyward Slam. Like, that Skyward Slam is like, Oh my god, like where has this move been for all of this time? Like it just looks like that shit just looks painful and it looks like it hurts. <laughs> the hurt business. Hello. That's the whole thing. Well, we got Josiah Drenton uh Jones Sr. in the comments on Facebook. He says, Do y'all think they would put the, the US strap on MVP to complete the package? Let's ask that to Steph. Do you think that they'll put all the titles on the Hurt Business. Um, I think that would be a really good move. Um, I, I think it would to, to see them to really cement that. their faction like that, you know. Um, so, but will they do it? I don't know because when it comes to like what you know, JJ was just saying about Bobby. Um, I 100% agree that, that Bobby should have a long reign, a strong reign, a dominant reign. I agree with all that. I'd give it to him myself if I could. But I have, right. no, faith in that. I have no faith in that company. So I have none. Uh, I have none. 
that's just, <laughs> Steph, with all that's just the fan in me, and I hope the fans in us just speak loud enough. Yeah. That the anyway. response Lashley got for winning the, the response, like the him winning the title was one of their most liked comment, one of their most liked posts in the past mm. year. So it, it, it's like it gotta mean something. It has yeah. to mean something. It's tough though because this, you know, they've they've done things um, such as Kofi or even Becky Lynch. Um, people have got like such huge like reactions from the fans, and it doesn't mean that they've that they've actually gone with it. You know, you would have thought when when Kofi won that they would have given him a great championship reign and made him a great champion through that uh you would have thought you know when becky started to heat up initially that they would have gone with her as the face and that they would have even gone with just her and and ronda but they always got to find their way to do what they actually want in the end and it's unfortunate for everyone who's actually good you know Mm -hmm. um but yeah it, it, yeah, and my faith in the company is very Steph, limited. Steph, Steph, I want to ask you a very curious question. This is actually a real question for me. Do you recall the last really good babyface run as WWE champion? Drew McIntyre. No, no, but I'm, we know Drew McIntyre. We all just gave Drew McIntyre all his roses for 2020. We just did that. But I'm talking yeah. about like besides what we just did for Drew McIntyre, is what was the last really good babyface run as champion? I don't know because when I think even of Daniel Bryan's championship one when yeah, run when he finally got that that was not a, like he was not booked as a great strong I, champion he, he started with Kane feuding <laughs> um, I think I I don't think it would be a man the answer to that question I think it would be like a, a Becky but as far as the men go. Off the top of my head, I can't think of that at all as someone that's been booked strong as a baby face. Um, I mean, I can't even really say that Drew's been booked that strong because he had that hiccup with Randy Orton, and now he's lost it to Lashley. So, yeah, it, yeah. they they don't. So it's hard. Like I'm just, it's hard to yeah. really execute a baby face being booked as a really strong champion, and with the exception of John Moxley, because he was like, God, great. In 2020, as the champion, yeah, and, and and with the exception of like Kazuka Okada, like like with, like without those guys, like the world champion as a babyface is hard as hell because mm-hmm. we're it's like we're we're now not we're we're hoping for to, to cheer for them during this run when they're already being cheered. Like this, yeah. this bad guy run is like they find sneaky ways to win. They 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 they're insulting people during their run. Their promos are usually way better as heels. It's just hard as a baby face to have a really strong ten- championship run. I'm just, I, 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 just how I feel. Like it just it's just hard. No, it it is hard. Um, but you know it's been done well in in history. Um, can be done. Um, it's stars. Just how they're gonna execute it? Can be gone. Right. But yeah, if it's we're gonna. Sorry. If we're going outside WWE, I'd, I'd absolutely say Moxley was a great baby yeah. face champion. Yeah. Okada is, yeah. yeah. But as far as like WWE, I think maybe part of it is just not having someone that if you have a baby face that's so hot that you can't deny it, like Steve Austin, then they can have you know a great run. So I think maybe it, they need that 
star. When's the last time that they've had a huge, huge, huge baby face star? Is maybe the the real question, <laughs> you know? John Cena. <laughs> Like he he's like the last long, one. Long like ago. he's like the long last ago. one. Like like it's yeah. hard as hell. Like it's hard. Mm-hmm. Like, like and, 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 and I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to defend the WWE, WWE at all because, because they obviously done a poor job with their history to influence our minds this way. But just on history, it's pretty damn tough. Besides, obviously, John Moxley is like John Moxley is like the gold standard right now to how you have a championship run as a babyface. But John Moxley's promos are on a different level. Like, like you can't match those. <laughs> we got, we got in the comments. Uh, R Mac three Mac says AJ Styles in 2018. I, I think he believes he was a heel. 2017 through 2018. He was a heel. Face. He was a babyface. He beat Gender for the title and then was champion for a full year. It wasn't the best run. It wasn't that. really a good. Yeah, 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 oh yeah, that was yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Got you. Live up to gotcha, the gotcha. expectations. You know the Samoa Joe, well, the, the Shinsuke right. Nakamura one. Right. That didn't. It didn't leave yeah. up. We got uh, Ola TV saying live content in the early morning. You guys are definitely growing this channel nicely. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Appreciate it. And uh, Negro Buck says to answer JJ's question, I probably I'd say maybe AJ Styles. A lot of people have been saying that maybe Punk before they. They turned him heel. I think that's probably the the answer. Punk before the CM Punk, CM Punk when he took the title from Alberto Del Rio and he had a really strong run. But that was 2011. Exactly. (laughs) 2012 was when he officially turned uh, turned heel. Yeah, it's hard, guys. Like it's hard. I feel like that's my only point. I feel like they're so stuck in their head and still trying to be. Perfect when they're not perfect, though. W, I'm talking about WWE. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they're so yeah. stuck in their ways, and I feel like they have to like let like the younger new blood like fish out this 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 elm of where wrestling has evolved to and where it needs to go. Because right now, being in this old like transition and old ways is not working for the product right now. It's really mm-hmm. not. It's not being conveyed to us like it should be because. They can have. They have. They have the wrestlers. It's like the pinnacle. You 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 get there and you're. you're it's the top. You just you're not le- allowing these people to give off what should be given to people as a great brand and a great product. That's just what it is. You're too stuck in your ways. You're rewriting people's promos or you're telling them to write read this and do this, and it can't be. It's not authentic. So what I'm yeah. gonna just say is that let's not complain. Right now, right. Exactly. We have the best because we have the best prop as their head of the brand. The best person possible is the head of their brand right now. It's up to what they do with the other pillars to see how this championship run works out. But mm-hmm. they got the best possible person right now, and that's what we need to be happy as hell about because Bobby Lashley, as a WWE champion, is best for business and for viewership. Hopefully they just keep it going. That's all yeah. we ask. Glad you're, all we ask. Um, glad you're coming aboard, uh, JJ, because I've been saying Bobby Lashley has been booked amazing. But I've been giving months. you credit for that I for know, weeks. I, know, I just wanted. I just I've been giving you credit for that for weeks. So don't even start your shit. On One of the rare things here. I actually give you credit on. for. I've been giving you credit for that on. for a lot of true heel heats that okay. 
called the Bobby Lashley protection right. for months. Like you've been calling that shit. So right, I, not, I just wanted to say it stuffs here. She wasn't here the last couple of weeks. All right, now, he wants, we now he wants to show off the staff. He wants we to gotta move on. Last night he wants to show off the staff. I get it though. I get it. I get it. Last night we had SmackDown with Daniel Bryan winning against Jay Uso inside of a steel cage to get a shot at Roman Reigns at WWE Fastlane for the WWE Universal Championship. It was, garbage, it was a show very started very strong with a strong Daniel Bryan promo to start the show and then a really good main event with Uso and Bryan. Steph, what was your thoughts on the main event steel cage match and your thoughts on Bryan versus Reigns at Fastlane? I, I thought the main event with SmackDown was very good. I, I think the, the only bits worth watching were the Dan O'Brien um, and Uso bits. And yeah, I want to see Dan O'Brien and Roman Reigns just because I think Roman's, he's just so great at the moment. Um, his character, the, the way he comes across. And I loved how he looked in the moment that Dan O'Brien won. What? Yeah. Proper, like, Disgusting. Yeah. Was, like you want to oh, I, I had to. I was like, yeah. okay, you, you can look at me like that if you want, that's fine. Um <laughs> it was very good. Um and yeah, but total props to Dayu. So I feel sorry for his brother because he's just um yeah. he's on yeah. such a run, like yeah, that I can't imagine him going back to being one of the Usos, you know, yeah. I really can't, I can't Back. imagine that. Back. So, yeah, Fastlane, Fastlane is, like, I'm not excited for Fastlane, I think they have too many shows, to be honest, but you're going to give me Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns, uh, I will watch, so. Yes, that's that's a strong way to start off the card for uh, mm -hmm. Fastlane. Oh, you yeah, uh, definitely got to start the, the card off that way. You have to. The, the less yeah. said about the rehash uh, women's tag team match, the better. Uh, <laughs> we should move on to more stuff that we missed. We missed uh, NXT UK with a great main event matchup of Kaylee Ray defeating Mako Satomura, uh, uh, successfully defending the the title. She really looked good in this matchup. Mako Satomura, one of the best wrestlers in the world. Really great addition to uh, NXT UK. Over on Impact, the card for Sacrifice took shape with Finn Juice versus uh, the Good Brothers uh, coming up at, at, at Sacrifice, as well as ODB versus Diana Parazza. We also, we missed New Japan Pro Wrestling Castle Attack and the 49th anniversary show, as well as the start of the New Japan Cup. New Japan Cup kicked off this week with upsets already as the great Okan defeated Tensuya Naito in the what? first round. Yes, oh. yes. The great Okan. The great Okan. I, I, I apologize. I apologize. That was so disturbing. That was so disturbing that 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 Stephanie left us. No, Steph. Steph's going to match you. She wants to. She wants to heep up with uh, with uh, Top Guy JJ. She went to go get a drink. She'll be. Yeah, back no, but but that was so. He left at the best time to hear Great Okan want a fucking match. Yes, he did. He like beat, like 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 beat perfect break Naito. time. He beat Sensuya Naito in the first round to move on. Yeah. Tell me, like Chrissy, you have to watch these good matches from New Japan. You have you got to tell me these things for I, I am, I am. Don't worry. I next have week, to go back and watch it. Okay. Next week, you're gonna have a whole a whole week of excitement. Uh, we oh also had we also yeah. had Kota Obushi. Kota Obushi <laughs> defeated. Huh? My boo. 
Yes. <laughs> Kota Ibushi defeated Tensuya Naito to defend the IWGP Intercontinental title in the main event of Castle Attack Night 2. And so then cool. and then he defeated a, a boy band bad boy. So cute. I love it. <laughs> And then he <laughs> defeated El Desperado <laughs> to defend both the IWGP oh, heavyweight. Yeah. Twice? Oh, see, that's a hardworking man right there. You got, you know what? See? Would you? You'd like, you'd be like all one today. He's on fire. <laughs> but, He's on fire. That was on Chris, the yeah, That's how you know Chrissy woke up at like 7 o'clock this morning. Absolutely. Like Chrissy's I been up not. since... La Chrissy's hey. been up since early. Got her hair did. <laughs> she 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 done went and cleaned the room up, pop, propped it in the room. You know, she's <laughs> exactly. ready. She's spicy today. She's at four o'clock. She's at four o'clock mode. She was born ready. Uh, and then and then he defeated uh, El Desperado to defend the IWGP heavyweight and intercontinental titles for the final time on the 49th anniversary show, which brings us to our top news story. Our top news story this week has to do with New Japan Pro Wrestling because, ladies and gentlemen, they made a very interesting decision this past week. And I know a lot of you watching uh, do watch New Japan Pro Wrestling. Do watch J News Japan. Don't worry. I am on J News Japan twice coming up over the weekend as well as this week. But we got to talk about their major decision that is in the news right now. Yes, I am talking about the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship decision. New Japan Pro Wrestling and Kota Ibushi announced this week that they are officially retiring the IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Championships, the physical titles, and the lineage, and unifying them to form one IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. With Wait, Kota we talked about this not too long ago, though, about the belts, right? Yep. And with Kota Ibushi, he is going to be recognized as the very first champion. This decision was met with a lot of backlash from the New Japan Pro Wrestling fan base and though and those uh, as well as in the company uh, with the that you know really care about the title history being very Look at important. Jesus, to the, to the like legacy. not with it. They just like he's done. He's done. Look at him. Look at him. Look at him. New Japan. New Japan Pro Wrestling has <laughs> into this with heavy focus on Hiroshi Tanahashi's disgust with the decision and in Koto Obushi for being the champion who is responsible for this in storyline. So since Top Guy oh. JJ has that look on his face, we will yes, go to him up. first. Yes. What are your thoughts on the decision to create the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. I blame to see you Naito for this decision. Because, you know why? Because of the disrespect that he had for that title when he had it is why this title is becoming obsolete. Like, like he wasn't give a shit about it. Beautiful yeah. piece of hardware. Like this is the probably like the second or third most gorgeous title in the entire wrestling industry. And it's just gonna go into obscurity. But hold on, hold on. It's going into obscurity, but the U.S. title is still alive. <laughs> like what? Yeah. Like what? And then, but hold on, hold on, hold on. But better yet, the never open weight title is still alive. Like yeah, what? That's the point. That's like, the point. Come on, like what is this crap? Like, like you're gonna keep those two nonsense titles up, but then you're gonna kill the Intercontinental Championship because Naito kicks the shit when he comes to the ring because he's mad that he's not the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. That is a bag of bullshit. 
Like, like, no. like <laughs> John Moxley hasn't defended that title for like a goddamn year, and that title is still around. They well, never open. No. It's called the never open. So there's a title that is called the never open weight title. Like, what the hell is that? Like, what the hell is that? But then you're going to kill the second most prestigious title in New Japan because they made the decision to unify it. They made the decision to have a match, to have a double champion. So, oh, shit, that title's irrelevant, so we're going to kill it. Like, to me, an absolutely awful decision because not because of the, the, the decision to kill the title. It's because of what they kept in its place. Like... <laughs> Like they kept two bags of shit instead of keeping the ice cream. Like, like, it's like, what are y'all doing? Like, like, no. Like, why is it that U.S. title is ugly as shit? Like, why, why are they keeping that title around? Why are they keeping a never open weight title that looks like a goddamn knockoff of a UFC championship? Like, what are y'all doing? Like, no, that I don't know. I barely ever flock New Japan. I barely, I, I, I love them as a promotion. This is stupid. This is stupid. <laughs> Nick, Nick, wow. Jackson, Nick Jackson. And, and Nick. I had a rant. That's a rant. That's not mine. Was nowhere near that one. That's a rant. Nick, Nick Jackson in the comments says the never title is important because of all the hard hitting matches it produces, and them, but them never open weight uh, six man tag titles need to get in the. Oh my god! I, there's never open weight six man titles. I, I didn't totally, even know that. I totally agree with Nick Jackson. The never open weight title is very important. We just came off the heels of the two greatest never open weight matches of all time with Shingo Takagi versus Jeff Cobb at Wrestle Kingdom 15, as well as Shingo Takagi versus Hiroshi Tanahashi in the main event of the new beginning in Nagoya. Those two matches and the fact that Hiroshi Tanahashi, one of the top stars in the company, has the title, it's very important. And it has kind of replaced the Intercontinental title as the secondary title because all the Intercontinental title already did is you elevated it to be on the same level as the heavyweight title. So if you separated it, you are devaluing it because you are dropping it back down to where it already was. So Why I get is the U.S. title still alive? It's not it's still alive. It's being retired. <laughs> Steph, what are your thoughts on the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship decision? My thoughts align quite with JJ's, I have to say. Uh, that was an awesome run. I would say I would rename the ne Never Open Weight title. It's a shitty name for a title. Um, I would rename that the Daddy Horse title. Um, and, you know, keep it for your, your like your Suzuki's and your Ishis. I, th I think if that would draw in some more viewers, um, I don't like, I don't agree with the idea of separating these titles. Well, no, sorry, with uh, bending off the, the intercontinental title. Um, I think that they have booked it pretty wrong for a while. There was a, a glory day when Nakamura was headlining shows as Intercontinental Champion, yeah. uh, and that was a really good way to go because then you could turn around and say, like, uh, New Japan know how to book a secondary title, and they very much did. But then you have had all the Naito stuff where he does he did treat that title like shit. The whole thing was that he didn't want that title. That's really it's not a good storyline to do that someone doesn't want your piece of gold. Why are they getting rid of it? Um, um, but my only de like defense of the U.S. title because yeah, it hasn't been defended because of the situation with Moxie. Um, I think that it's something that they want 
slash need to you know open up the international fan base i think that's where they're going for that that's part of their u.s expansion thing so the u.s title is more of a marketing title a hey english speaking people this is a, a title that you can focus on and you'll get guys like john moxie that you'll know and you know stuff like that like that's a marketing that's a marketing thing and uh, that's that's fine um but yeah i i wouldn't i would not have been off this title i would have i would have never done the like the double champion thing at all i think that like that it works in some ways like it works for example if you want to make sasha banks the women's champion and one half of the tag team champions that works as long as you don't do it every single time which is kind of what they they got into in like that situation with wwe where it's now like okay if you're just a woman's champion you're kind of nothing because you need like a tag belt as well so that was one of those things like that worked once with um with bailey um but then they they just seem to repeat themselves. Yeah. But yeah, I wish the Intercontinental t title was like a big thing that you could give to someone who is just not quite um, IWGP heavyweight level yet. But it, it, yeah, I, I don't think it's a good idea. Absolutely rename that never title the Daddy Hoss title. Um, keep the US title to try and sell to uh, <laughs> to English speaking fans that are like, hey, it's a, you know, yeah, but it, it's a dumb decision by New Japan. But New Japan, I love New Japan. They're not making the best decisions recently. They are not making the best decisions recently. I, oh. I said it before. There's a reason why Tony Khan won Best Booker over Gato. Uh -huh. He finally broke the streak of Gato. And it's because some of the decision, it's it's left a lot of fans, you know, scratching their head. I think we got the 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 uh the new Japan commentator himself, Ooh. Mr. Gino Gambino, in the live oh. chat on YouTube saying new hey. Japan Cup. Talking about I can I can go for that, man. I can go for that. Switchblade number one. You know what? Just give him all the titles. That's absolutely fine. That's totally <laughs> new fine. Japan Cup, indeed. That's totally um, fine with Steph every time. Always, always. Miss <laughs> uh, Christy Love, what are your thoughts on the, the unifying of the IC and heavyweight championship to create the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship? And do you, do you feel like it is a good decision as well as do you think that it's going to make your, your favorite, Kota Ibushi, a heel to New Japan fans? Um. I'm not happy that they're going to make him now heal to everyone who's not like No, no, no. Son. They're not making him. Oh. I'm okay. saying, no, 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 is, no, it, no. is this yeah, yeah. going to make right. him a heel to the fans? Probably so, because everyone is going to feel like how Stephanie and JJ feel. That's why. So, I mean, it's more so like everyone is going to hate the fact that there's not two belts now. But like they said, the, the two can only be ran but so long, you know, like, okay. I mean, not the Keith Lee type thing, but, you know, have the two belts and, like, you know, do a good run with it or whatever. Um, I, I just been on the New Japan wagon, so, you know, I don't know much of what it was doing before. So I, I'm not happy that he's going to have the two belts now, but he's still going to be the big champion and the first one to still have, like, this new unified title. Is that correct? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm happy to see what it's going to do. I mean, people are going to be mad, like, you know, how they're mad at the Miz and everything. So, I mean, like, shit like that or whatever. So, yeah, it's I, cool. 
I, I tend to see when New Japan fans are, are are mad at somebody or angry with somebody, it becomes very personal, and it sounds and, it, and they get yeah. they get a lot of yeah. they get a lot, a lot of people people like, why did you do this to me? How could you? Yeah. I, I broke my heart, like things like that. <laughs> I think this thing would have worked like if you had a heel champion, so not Coda. Because Coda is an angel, and if you could, if right. you blew Coda, like you don't have a heart. But if you had had a heel champion, like for example, Jay was like, like the double champion, um, I think a heel could get away with like say he, like right. Coda challenges Jay, and Jay says, "Look, man, you're not good enough to go for the IWGP. You can. I'm just putting the Intercontinental on the line." And lost it that way and separated it. That would have worked, but it's very hard with um, Coda having both the belts to find right. any way to separate them. Yeah, yeah, like like you said, like the booking of the double championships, it was good at first because they didn't do the WWE thing or like what they did with the NXT titles where they mm. combined the titles and then immediately separated them. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> they gave a time where we, we started to view the Intercontinental title on the same level as the heavyweight championships because they were so closely associated with each other. I think that you're probably right that earlier – Unlike what they did, you know, with this, where Kota Obushi waited until the end of the titles being together to defend one of the titles, they should have done this earlier. Naito should have came back from from the whole lockdown and at the New Japan Cup, not defend the Intercontinental title. Like, say this title doesn't matter. The winner of New Japan New Japan Cup only gets a shot at the heavyweight championship, and then that would have been a natural split. Evil had become heavyweight champion, and Naito was still the Intercontinental champion. Maybe that would have had not put so much spotlight on Evil. Where people people had that polarizing viewpoint on them, maybe that would have worked out better. Who knows? We we just can only talk about it in retrospect. We got uh, Ola Ola TV. First of all, he says that Steph's analyst is on point. Analysis is on point. So is her accent when she speaks. Absolutely. Thank you. I am Irish, and I'm just pointing that out because someone asked me yesterday in Wrestle Talk if I was Scottish and Irish. <laughs> I'm going to take out my fan for that one. Uh, we got Justice on YouTube. He says, Gino Gambino would love to get the Doki Choki. Gino's excitement whenever the Doki Choki is, is put on is the type of excitement I want for my kids when my kids see me. Like, I want, I want the people that love me in my life to get excited like Gino gets excited off of the Doki Choki. Great stuff. But we got to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I just gonna say the last thing I would say about that whole title. The best person that would have just been able to dispose that title like it was trash would have been Naito. Like he could have yeah. literally just tossed it in the trash and said, "I don't want this belt. This belt just weighs too much." Well, that was the story going into uh, Castle Attack. That if he, he won, if he won, he wanted to just throw it in the trash and retire it himself. I, I would have accepted like that. that more because it would have been a dick move. I would have accepted it way more because nah, it would have just been straight disrespect. Like this is. Oh, we're gonna honor it, and we're gonna say goodbye, <laughs> and give it a swan song. Like, like, no, man, give me some asshole shit if you're gonna get rid of the title. I think, I think Ibushi has done a great job of making this a baby. He's face such move. a good guy. I can yeah. never cheer against Ibushi. Like, he, he's yeah. like the modern day Rey Mysterio dude. Like, I cannot cheer against Ibushi. Like, he's too good. <laughs> He's too I say, awesome. I would, I would say he's more of a Ricky the Dragon steamboat than a Rey Mysterio. Yeah, I mean, because Rey Mysterio yeah. was heel once. I get it. No, no, because 
because Rey Mysterio is wearing a mask. It's totally two different things. You were like, Kodo Bushi has more of the, the white meat baby face style. Just, of yeah, yeah, Steamboat. it's just a feeling. You know, yeah. you, you see Rey, you see face, you see Steamboat, you see face. Mm-hmm. Well, we got to do our run, our news rundown of what's going on around the wrestling world. WWE news, it was revealed this week that the next NXT TakeOver will take place on April 8th. A later report says that WWE trademarked the name Stand and Deliver as uh, the name. So. <laughs> Did they get the Adam Ant song too? Oh, my God. <laughs> if, they don't, if, if they use the song, I'll be for it. If they don't, no. The same place where they got great balls of fire. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. According to Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Dave Meltzer reports that Vince McMahon decided this week that WrestleMania needs to be bigger and blew <laughs> up a bunch of plans for the event. Apparently, he was specifically annoyed with plans for Bad Bunny versus and Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus The Miz and John Morrison being leaked because it gave away The Miz losing the WWE Championship. You uh, poor Vince McMahon. Why are you guys always picking on Vince? He's trying right. to make plans and he's always ruining it, goddammit. When you said blew up, like for a second, I took that literally and was like, what did he blow up? And I wouldn't usually take that literally, but just like, Vince McMahon is totally the type of guy I could see putting off explosions in his backyard. So <laughs> he's going to be watching on Sunday and he's going to be like, I got the perfect plan for Undertaker's return match. <laughs> but that, that's so dumb if he's like, if he's angry about that or would change any plans for that. You know, we, we know where this Bad Bunny thing is going. Like, ride that. Who gives a shit? If he, we all knew Miz is going to lose even if Bad Bunny didn't exist. Come on. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's not that big of a deal. No. Miz is the true definition of a transitional champion. Champion. Like, how do we not like he that, transitional champion? Put his picture there. That's what it is. Absolutely. What well, the final news note for WWE is, according to Wrestling Observer newsletter, something that I know Steph has talked about more recently is that WWE sent out a new edict saying that all new signees need to be need to not be un- uh, under thirty years old. That they want all the new signees to be thirty and over to the PC. They only want experienced talent. Steph, I know this is an issue with WWE you said you had before with they have a whole bunch of old guys, no young stars. So what is your viewpoint on this becoming an edict now? Fuck that. It's so, so stupid. I like, this is something I could rant about for ages, but I think that they have totally misuse the idea of like this performance center nxt they have just done it all all so wrong like that period a couple of months ago when people were thinking that jay was gonna jump uh that was my worst nightmare because he would have spent what two three years in nxt to make him over 30. that is not the point we were talking about jade cargill there um Jade Cargill is a great example of why you don't need this WWE system. And if you want an actual example, look at how much Ty Conti has improved through not being in that system. Like they they didn't say, hey, Ty Conti, you got to be stuck in QT's (laughs) gym for like two years before we put you on TV. Like they just put her on Dynamite. They've put her on Dark. And she's done tremendously well for someone that was let down by the WWE system. But yeah, it's just... The idea of like not seeing, if you take Jade Cargill and you look at her and say, she's a star, I think I can make something of this girl, then 
then do it but don't like put her on a slow track and also i think people in they get their confidence knocked so much you can tell looking at jade cargill that no one has ever knocked that girl's confidence i bet you you put her in nxt and someone would at some point and then you just end up with like with with people that don't reach their potential so yeah the idea of saying we only want people over 30, that is so stupid. If you see a young person that's like 21, 22 years of age and you see superstar in them, then take them, sign them. But it's crazy. Like there, There's even a story that WWE previously passed on Jade Cargill. I know they passed on Wardlow. Like listen to Wardlow's yeah. story about like his experience. It's I don't know what they're looking for, but maybe right. they're just looking for people that no. don't have like cheap people you know it's that like will just they got go. a checklist the wwe yeah. has a damn checklist and yeah. it, it, it's insane like how many people they have literally they've had pretty much that entire AEW roster has had some form yeah. of inkling with the wwe and mm. just looking at AEW, you just see all the talent that they missed on like mm. it's crazy it's crazy it is crazy so it's so dumb like that that's basically saying if you did CJ Cargill, you you pass on her and tell her to like come back in a few years or something. And right. That's so so dumb. She so missed, dumb. She missed the checklist. She right. missed two. She missed two items on the checklist. Two two months. It's, like, it's, it's they're their own worst enemy. It's like how dare you say you don't want young talent? So they are just truly a system. They are truly a system. What what era are you guys in? Like come on, like. And whatever were they in when they actually thought that? That LA Knight was the hottest free agent in all of professional wrestling. Well, well, <laughs> uh, maybe like maybe like, part of this is like maybe they want you to be over thirty because they want you to go through your twenties. <laughs> they want you to suffer on the indies so that when you get WWE at thirty, no matter what they tell you to do, whether they tell you to like I don't know, put on a bunny suit or do something stupid, that you're like just so so grateful, you know, like. <laughs> They want you yeah. to be grateful, but at the end of the day, you should not have to feel like I am so grateful all the time. You should actually be in a position where you're like, yes, okay, I this is great that I'm in WWE, but at the same time, like I'm worthy of it. No one's doing me a favor. And I think they'd rather have you think like we're doing you a favor just by having you here. So <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Just be yeah, thankful it, that you got a job here. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, like WWE has a straight NFL approach. It's like it's a privilege to be in the WWE. Yes, Not yes, you are yes. giving the WWE something special. It's your privilege to be mm -hmm. working for the company. Yeah, like I talked about it on uh, Smack Talk with Rick Cucino over on SK Wrestling YouTube channel last night. That when you look at the WWE roster, the only guy who's under 25 years old on the main roster is Dominic Mercerio. And if he his have, daddy is right, <laughs> if, if his daddy didn't negotiate his new contract around the time his son was ready to wrestle, that wouldn't be happening. And then when you look at the whole roster from all the brands, the only people that are like under 25 are either in NXT UK or they're a female talent. Like there is so rare that you have a male talent that is under 25 years old on Raw or SmackDown. And another thing I did this week, I did an interview with Georgia Smith 
the daughter of the British Bulldog. And I asked her nice. what's her thoughts on the current wrestling scene. And she was in comparison to when her dad was wrestling. She was like, when her dad was wrestling, like they looked and felt like real adults and dads, like British Bulldog, even someone like a Owen Hart who was younger, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, stuff, guys like that. And then she, when she looks at today's wrestling, she was like, everyone looks so young. And I and I said to her, I was like, yeah, I was like, even if they are older and they are the age that your dad was when he was wrestling, they look very young. I was like, take someone like a Damian Priest that just came to the main roster. I was like, he looks incredibly young, right? I was like, yeah. she was like, yeah. I was like, how old do you think he is? She was like, he's got to be like early 30s or uh, late 20s. Yeah. And I'm like, 38 years old. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 38 years old. Damian Priest, that new young star, 38 years old. Right, before, and he's been doing it, yep. <laughs> Yo, when they say you got potential, kid, when you almost forty, that's a that's a rough set. Like, like look at yeah. this. And look at it from this perspective. Taking, you know, I don't like to do the tribalism of comparing WWE and AEW, but Damian Priest is the same age as Kenny Omega. That's all I gotta say, ladies and gentlemen. All I gotta say. WWE, before we move on from WWE, uh, comment here on Facebook, Josiah Benson Jones Sr. says, thoughts of Apollo Cruz's new gimmick. Miss Chrissy Love, this is your domain over on SmackDown. What are your thoughts on the whole new presentation with Apollo? Last night, he had the, the Nigerian army uh, behind him as well. He came out to the ring with a spear, and he had a Nigerian accent that looked that sounded very familiar to a certain Marvel Universe film from Rokonda. So what was your thoughts on the new Apollo Crews uh, gimmick changes? Okay, so I have two things on this thing. If we're going to change him, no problem. Great. I mean, he really is Nigerian though, correct me if I'm wrong yes. though? Yes, he is. Great. So. I don't have a problem with you going back to your original, your your thing, who you are, be authentic, do this. I think it's kind of late though to the game, if if that makes sense. I mean, yeah. I'm, I, I I think it's a little late for you to now try to put on your whole like your from. I don't. It's hard because I like Apollo because I'm one, I'm an Apollo Cruise fan, and it's just hard to like. If you're gonna have him hail, great, no problem, because he was always a baby face. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. So he was always a baby face. I, I, I don't know if you need the spear and the actual traditional like things from Nigeria to make you be this this hail person that's from Nigeria. You don't have to do that. Like it's, it's it's so much happening in one. Like whose idea was this shit? Like it's it's not put well together. I feel like. No, it doesn't feel too fleshed out. It feels like Vince just saw Black Panther and decided right. to, to to run with this pretty much. It's like, like Black Panther came out how many years ago? Like you could like, I mean they're, they're never quick on the jump in these things though. Exactly. Right. Three three years is a short amount of time for WWE to be to pay attention but to something in pop culture. A Nigerian so, army though, friend, like an army, like you got these wrestlers that just had them put this stuff on and just I was like the the spear is where I was just like, okay, that's a little much. That's this a little is too much. much. Is, when doing too much is too much. That's it. Yeah. When I like, saw it, like, just carry on because he's sorry. No, it, it's just like, why? Who said? Who told you to do this? Is like, and it's another person that's like, all right, I'm gonna just do this, 
I gotta do this now. Like, I'm, let me, I'm just go with the show and do this. Like, I'm sure he's probably like, this is not like how we don't walk around in Nigeria like this. Dude, like, have you seen? Have you been to Nigeria? Like, they're not walking around. And he's, yeah, and he's probably, I think he's like, he's like, I believe he is like royalty almost like over there. But like, they're not walking. It's not Wakanda. Wakanda's a it's a fictional location. It didn't even have right bear down. Chrissy. Have you ever watched the show? Have you ever watched the show where you went from like season one to uh, where you went from like episode one to like episode nineteen, mm-hmm. and then you just saw like how did this all just happen? Like literally, he was just this right. smiling, yeah, lovable guy. Literally two weeks ago, let's jump to episode twenty-one to the season finale. To his new super villain look, <laughs> like it, it, yo, it, like they didn't give you any time to process this. Like they didn't cut any like, story like, to be like, not- he's gonna go find his roots. He needs to take some time away. He needs to find his way. He needs to find himself, and then come back like a month later or the night after WrestleMania or something like that, and just come back fresh. Like this shit was literally like last week. <laughs> he yeah. was completely different, and then now you're like. Just jump right to the season finale. Like, how did you do that? that it was great because, like, when I when I saw him on SmackDown, I I did think, oh, have I missed something? Like, have I? Is this what has been going on for like weeks and weeks? So, no, I didn't miss anything. No. But I, all I can say about it is like. When I saw the gimmick and, and what he was doing, my first thought was, okay, they're, they're giving him something, and I hope this is what he wanted, this presentation. But then my overriding thought was, no, Vince McMahon's in control of this company, therefore I don't trust where this is going. Like, that, you know, that's the worry. He, he, he's not the one to be writing this story. Um, and that's what, yeah, that, that's it. I hope like, Paul is happy. I'm not sure he is. I like SP it, said. It, once you had the spear, you was like, hmm. Yeah. Um, like, 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 like the army like, is one thing because I don't think right. that's something that you want to uh, publicize or glorify from Nigeria. Right. Uh, right. But hey, that was a decision. But the spear is where I was just like, okay, that's a little offensive. That's like we're a drawing a line. We're drawing a line here. Yeah, we're drawing a line here. And then yeah. the accent, it's like. Okay, maybe he can speak like that in real life, but I preferred it last week when he spoke the way he regularly speaks, and then he was just like, "This is how I switch it up and stuff like that." If he had explained it, I felt like he explained it well during the promo. Like everything about his performance was well done. It's just yeah. a lot of the the stuff he was doing can be jarring. Before, yeah, yeah, but but it's just like how they did Kofi. Remember, Kofi had a, a, a Jamaican yeah. accent, and he's that, not Jamaican though. But it's like. People have been calling it the reverse, the reverse Kofi Kingston. There you go. A, and and I good. don't want to compare the two, but that's how I got to compare it because that's what is being relayed to me. Yeah. That clearly shows you they don't think about what they do before they do it. They they never have and they never will. But we got to move clearly. on. AEW News. Tony Khan says that there will be 25% capacity at AEW Revolution. Also, AEW nearly swept the Wrestling Observer Awards. I know we talked about it shortly a couple of weeks ago, uh, Top Guy JJ, but Moxley won the Wrestler of the Year, Best Brawler, and Best Feud with Eddie Kingston. 
Kingston won best on interviews. The Young Bucks won tag team of the year and match of the year versus Omega and Page. Omega won most outstanding wrestler and best finisher. MJF won most charismatic. Orange Cassidy won best gimmick. AEW won best promotion, the best weekly show, best promoter, and best uh, booker for Tony Khan. A near sweep. And of course, and of course, like on cue every single year, a whole bunch of fans freaked the hell out and were so, so furious online, including, and I don't like to shout out wrestling journalists too well. I'm very young in my wrestling journalist career, but I just felt like this was a little much. Rod Geary of Wrestling Inc. went out on a, uh, on a, a four-tweet a rant. Yes, talking about how, how the voters are biased and all this and whatnot. What? And then if it, and then to kind of bring it all full circle with the story of why he probably did this is because Raj Geary had reported that Christian has signed a new contract with WWE. And then Dave Meltzer, after his whole rant, Rod, he saw Raj Geary's rant, reported that Christian had not signed a new contract with WWE. Right. So I love, I love Dave nurse, Meltzer I heard with, that. with the clap back. So, so yes, we're gonna we're gonna talk about who we think the mystery signee is when we talk about AEW Revolution. I but I can ask you something mention. real quick. Can I ask you something real quick? So, yeah. um, I I did I did see those awards and AEW did. So, um, people was I don't know if people were on my side with this one, but who won worst gimmick of the year? The Fiend. Who won most overrated wrestler of the year? The Fiend. Oh, okay, oh, okay. There we go. Case closed. Well, well, I'll make you happy, Top Guy JJ, because we have someone here who is known for her, her, uh, di- uh, her, what's the best? Yeah. Her strong dislike of the fiend Bray White, the one, oh, the only. Stephanie you just Chase. send her my Hell in a Cell clip. Oh my Stephanie, God! Just send Stephanie that to her, please. <laughs> send her my SP. I don't ask you for much. Please send Stephanie my Hell in a Cell clip, please. I, 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 I will try to find it my best I can, but yes. Steph, what are your yeah. thoughts on the Fiend winning the worst gimmick of 2020? I mean, my my like hit. I don't want to. I don't want to never want to use the word hit. So my dislike <laughs> of the of the Fiend um, <laughs> is so strong that especially when it comes to wrestling daily, I'm always like, oh, like just don't just don't ask me about the Fiend because <laughs> then I get all the Fiend fans coming at me. I like I really do, but he is a, t- a terrible, terrible gimmick. And this is no hit to Wyndham Matunda, who I liked as Bray Wyatt in the beginning. But this shit that he inflicts on us, it brings down the show so much. And I don't know what that man has on. Vince McMahon, that he is allowed the creative freedom to to do this, to execute every idea he seems to have in his head, no matter how stupid it is. Like we just talked about Apollo Cruz, whether or not Apollo Cruz um, came up with this gimmick, whether or not Apollo Cruz wanted to hold a spear. I I'm sure that was like I'm sure he was not given the art- the artistic freedom that. The fiend is given <laughs> to just inflict shit on us. The man is literally masturbating like, on TV preach. every time he's there, and it's not good. It's not preach. good. And I and what I hate is when 
if I say that how much The Fiend sucks or his cinematic matches suck, and people tell me, like, wrestling is, like, you know, it's variety. This is, like, um, a Marvel story or something. I'm like, no, this sucks. This is bad writing. It's bad production. <laughs> it's bad everything. Yes. It's, a, it's a shit movie. It's a, it's a shit, shit movie. <laughs> so, no to The Fiend. Sorry. I'm sorry to tell you, my, my kids still think that The Fiend is dead. Oh, that was music. I hope so. I hope oh, he that is. Was, <laughs> yo, that's when, oh, that was music to my ears. Oh, that felt lovely to hear. He just that felt he just felt like he got he got washed away all the sins of the fiend. Yeah. Uh we got CM on YouTube saying the extra stuff is authentic to what I've seen from Nigerians from wealth. Uh, she says that the the spear was ceremonial and the guards protect the wealthy. Thank you for for that analysis. We also got uh, Finch Generation uh, Carney over Thank here. You. He says I work with Nigerian brothers and he does not sound like them. That's for sure. So like I said, the Apollo gimmick has gotten a polarizing uh, viewpoint. A lot of people liked yeah, his performance, like performance, and a lot of people mm -hmm. were offended by it. So it's it's a it's a balance, and that's why it's polarizing. CM says, uh, "I think folks have overlooked." He said he he had been he had been Americanized to be accepted, and and that's true. Like like I said, he had a good explanation for the changes that he was doing. We got our very own Ness saying, "Appreciate the Apollo Crews uh, heel turn, but focusing on a cultural heel while Roman is running SmackDown with the same persona already kind of over does it." So I get the pushback. So yeah, that's a, that's actually a point I didn't think about. That Roman yeah. is basically. Roman is a tribal, yeah. So yeah, it doesn't. It, do I mean, it does whole, make like, sense though. It, it, it works. Same, it's almost the same thing. It does make sense because we had the segment with Roman and Apollo Cruz with him talking to him. So that might have been a part of the whole conversation. Like you need to go back to your culture. You need to embrace your culture to be the True. real you in the WWE or right. something like that. But how, guys, how long was Roman Reigns gone for before this culture embracement? Yeah, he was gone for five months. So he came back repackaged. Apollo Cruz had didn't he done this repackage in seven days? <laughs> like like you can't. It, it doesn't work. Like it don't work. Like because oh. we remember you from a week ago. We remember you last week. Right. Like, you wasn't yeah. It yeah. Even you gotta month, go away. Though. Like take a vacation and then come back with the repackage. It would have. It would have been. It would have came off way better. Yeah. We got uh, Josiah Benton uh, Jones Sr. says, my main problem with the list, I think he's talking about Wrestling Observer Awards, was how was Cesaro not listed as the most underutilized wrestler? Because Cesaro won it six years in a row, Josiah. <laughs> so they decided this year. <laughs> I got to say about Cesaro, Cesaro, if that man signed a new contract, my sympathy for Cesaro is gone. Yeah, it is yeah. facts. Should be. As long you you take the money, I'm yo no more no more of this no more of this Cesaro complaining. Because he bread. know he knows for sure now what they think of him and what they're gonna do with him. So if you resign, I mean, it's just you got three places you could have gone to three. Yeah, so, he had yeah. a lot of choices. He had a lot of choices, but Ricochet won most underrated uh, this year, and that's well deserved as well for someone his talent being treated the way he has. So the rest of the news that we got: New Japan, Dave Meltzer reports that Kazuka Okada is working with two slip discs in his back right now, and New Japan Pro Wrestling has also wow. announced. Russell Grand Slam on May 15th at Yokohama Stadium and May 29th at Tokyo Dome. We may see Abushi versus 
uh, to, to Tanahashi at this event. Who knows? We may just see it at uh, the Wrestle Grand Slam because of uh, how they tease their matchup uh, come upcoming. And we also got new other news notes. Joey Ryan, unfortunately I have to talk about him, made his brief return this week as it was revealed that he was advertised for a women's charity wrestling event before day, before uh, Tony Khan was uh, informed of it and removed AEW talent, Brian Cage, Sunny Kiss, that were originally supposed to be on the show. And the show was later canceled when it was revealed that Joey Ryan and his booking team were a part of booking this show. Uh, Patrick Shea, founder of Synergy Pro Wrestling, has stated that he's leaving wrestling after it was revealed that he is a registered sex offender. And a whole bunch of people afterward have, uh, you know, said that they are not going to be associated with Synergy Pro Wrestling following this. And then finally, NWA announced their return this week for Back for the Attack on Sunday, May 21st, and NWA Power returning on Fight TV Weekly, not on YouTube anymore, on Fight TV Weekly the following Tuesday. So finally, guys, we've made it to our final segment. Yes, it is time to talk about AEW Revolution 2021 this Sunday, March 7th, live on pay-per-view, 8 p.m. Eastern time. You can also get it on Fight TV if you're in the UK area, just like Steph. If you are like us in the US, you can also, it's available on BR Live. So we're going to start off with the buy-in, the buy-in show. We got tag team action from the women's division as our favorite here on True Hill Heat, Thunder Rosa will team with Riho to verse one of our other favorites or the AE recap favorite, not Dr. Britt Baker DMD. As Jesus, as Demi Mac, Macaram and Marcus Cash call her, Goat Baker teaming up with Reba. But it has been teased that Reba may not be involved in this matchup. So I will ask you guys who you think is going to win the match, as well as who do you think Reba's replacement might just be? We are going to start with you, Steph. Who wins this tag team buy-in match, and who do you think replaces Reba? Well, as you know, I love Thunder Rosa. She's my perfect, perfect woman. However, <laughs> I think the winner is going to be Brit, but it ain't going to be Brit and Reba. Uh, I'm in really two minds about who they'll replace Reba with because we've already been, ex we've already, you know, two big surprises are coming um, on the main show. Can they do a third surprise? Maybe they will. And maybe it will be Miss the Trinidad, Selena Vega, would be my option for a unknown surprise. If not, then I think that the partner will just be uh, like a Nyla Rose, like a heel from the AW women's roster. Um, but yeah, I don't see Reba making it to this match, but I see Britt and her mystery partner winning. I like it. I like that choice. Miss Chrissy Love, who do you have winning the love, match? I and love, love, Reba. love Reba, and I'm so sad that she's not going to be there. However, they are my winners for this match. Um, I love Miss uh, Dr. Breaker. Love, love, love them. Um, but I don't know who her partner would be. Um, I'm excited. I hope it's a good, big surprise, like Stephanie said. Um, is it going to be on the pre-show or is it on the main show? It's on the pre-show. Okay, so it's the pre-show. Um, I'm excited. I, I can't wait to see it. Um, I, I don't know. I don't have a pick of what girl would be it, but I'm excited to see it. But I pick up Britt and her mystery partner. 
Yes, we got JMC in the comments saying Thea Trinidad, he thinks, is going to replace Reba on the buy-in. Who do you have winning Rosa and Riho versus Britt and Reba? Top guy, JJ. Yeah, that is like the Thea Trinidad is like the name that just keeps ringing the bell, keeps ringing the bell. But if they don't pull the trigger and then they save Thea's signing for the main show, then I would see them pulling somebody like an Abaddon and just scare the hell out of everybody, and including Baker herself. And and then, then they just win this match kind of in a quick form, and Abaddon mm-hmm. would be that 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 mystery partner. Ooh, yes. I, I, can't, I can't vote against Thunder Rosa, so I'm going for Thunder Rosa <laughs> and Riho. But I think that Reba's replacement just might play into NWA's return back for the attack. Thunder Rosa is advertised for that. I would like to see AEW throw a bone to NWA. So maybe from the NWA, Camille of uh, Strictly with uh, Nick Aldis might be the replacement to to kind of set up that matchup for Back for the Attack on March 21st. I would like to see that. Now I just want to see Camille versus Jade Cargill. Oh, that's a dream match. That that is a whole bunch of nothing. That'd be the closest thing. I just got goosebumps on that one, guys. Stephanie, got to chill with that heat. Stephanie, come with that heat. (laughs) (laughs) We got to move on to the main show, guys. On the main show, they are opening up the show with MJF and Chris Jericho getting their crack at the AEW World Tag Team Championships of the Young Bucks. This story has been going on for the last couple of months with MJF and Chris Jericho establishing themselves as the tag team of the inner circle. They won the battle royal to become number one contenders. Uh, They jumped the Young Bucks after they defeated Santana and Ortiz, defending those titles. And then a couple of weeks ago, beat down Papa Buck, leaving him bloody, setting up this match as personal now. So who do you have? Young Bucks versus MJF and Chris Jericho. Steph is an, is an expert on this topic because she just came off of interviewing Chris Jericho. Definitely yeah. when this podcast is done, go over to our YouTube channel. Check out that great content, her interview with Chris Jericho. It's like two old friends reuniting and just talking about wrestling, and I love it. But, Steph, who do yeah. you think wins the tag team match, the tag team title match? Um, I am, um, and it's not because I'm biased. I'm going for Jericho and MJF uh, just because of the storyline that's built up. I think that they need something um, that cements their partnership, like in the history of the of the company forever, because then the breakup is going to be even bigger. I yeah. think that yeah. the Young Bucks pivot to Good Brothers and do something <laughs> impact. Um, and come back to me for the second part of this when you ask me about the, the tag team battle royal. <laughs> Got it. Top, top guy JJ, who do you think wins the tag team titles match? Look, man, I've been going on it. I've been going on this course of the good brothers versus the young bucks at that yes, double yes, or nothing for too long. There's no way I can ride that course. And I said that match would have been for the t- for the impact championships. Sure so they have to lose these titles in order for this to happen. So it, the perfect duo for them to lose this to is in a personal heated battle with two guys that's, that he just said perfectly solidifies them as a tag team. Because right now you don't really believe it yet until they actually accomplish something together. Because you know once this MJF turn happens, probably by all out, it's going to be something really, really special. So let's just enjoy this. These two are going to rub these titles in our 
faces. Like they are gonna rub them like we are peons that is just walking <laughs> on their pissed grounds. So I would love to see this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So MJF and Chris Jericho for the win and to become the new AEW tag team champions. Opening match. Miss Chrissy Love, who wins the opener at Revolution? I, I hate to sound repetitive like the other two uh, Padres right here, um, but we must make this tag team meaningful. So if MJF and Chris Jericho are a tag team, they need to have something that means something to have them together because then the whole thing with Sandra Guevara leaving is just makes no sense. So to keep this ball rolling, to make this thing go, we have to have them beat the Young Bucks and have, like JJ's been saying for the longest, have them go against the Good Brothers for the impact. We've had this merge come, so we have to go against the Good Brothers and have the, the, you know, the team go against each other and have them go do that. So my pick is going to be MGF and uh, De La Champion to win. I am going for the Young Bucks to get the victory here. I will go different yeah. because it plays okay. into my prediction for the casino tag team battle royal owls. So we will go to that next. It's going to be 11 teams in this match coming out and in intervals. We got Beer Country, three teams from the Dark Order with five and ten, as well as uh, Silver and Reynolds and Uno and Grayson. You got Santana and Ortiz of the Inner Circle, The Butcher and The Blade, uh, Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn of Private Party, Top Flight, as well as Pac and Phoenix. And they have teased that we are going to see some mystery tag teams enter this one as well. Ooh. So. Very interesting lineup. The Natural Nightmares are also up there, also been advertised. So who do you have winning the Casino Tag Team Battle Royale? Let's start with Top Guy JJ. Wow. The Casino Battle Royale. <laughs> you know what? This is this this is this is this is literally a Russian roulette of teams that you could pick. Like yeah. I love I, I love this type of match, but I, I'm gonna go. I'm going to go with Inner Circle having a very strong night. Yeah. I am going to go with I'm going to go with Proud and Powerful here. I'm going to go I'm going to go with them winning this to, to set us to set up like a yeah, we just okay. won that and y'all the champs. We coming out like that in between stuff. You know, you got to get some good in between stuff before the before the big show, before the big double or nothing pay-per-view. So I would love to see Santana and Ortiz take this, but I, th I think the Good Brothers is going to have something to say about that. But yes. I'm going with Santana and Ortiz. Steph, what do you got winning the Casino Tag Team Battle Royale? Well, I got to say first about this match, the lineup. Like, incredible. Uh, I, it's incredible. And, um, you know, I'm sitting here, I'm repping my Prince t shirt. I, I love Prince so much. He is purple everything but the other purple thing i love is the dark order that is the other <laughs> purple beast cult that i am in um and <laughs> i love that they are being represented so much in this match um i love it the representation of the dark order wow however i did say to come back to me because the second part of my jericho mjf theory is that proud and powerful win this battle royal Boom, and then you get that tension in the inner circle because remember when when proud and powerful got that 
shot against the Young Bucks, they were saying, we've never got a tag team title shot, which is freaking crazy when you think about Santana and Ortiz and how good those two are. So Mm -hmm. now I think with the Inner Circle storyline, which is the overarching storyline that is going on when it comes to Jericho and MJF, um, then you get that, okay, Santana and Ortiz, they win the Battle Royal. And then it's like, oh, so now we got the shot against you? And what happens within the Inner Circle? when? um, Because I think that Jericho and MJF I don't think Jericho would do this, but I think MJF would basically be like, yeah, well, you guys, you know, you can just lay down. It's fine. And Santana and Ortiz aren't going to go with that because MJF's been trying to work on them. They've been going with it and being friendly to him. He's been trying to, like, be, like, relatable and a friend to them. But I think when it comes to this, a couple of, like, maybe next pay-per-view, whatever, they'll be like, no way, man, are we going to, like, give this up to you? So, to me, it makes sense for Santana and Ortiz to win. These are good choices and definitely opens up a lot of potential for the story. Miss Chrissy Love, who wins the casino tag team battle royale? Mm -hmm. I'm on the same page with my two peeps right here. Again, um, I had the dark order, but once you start putting things together and AEW is good at like molding and putting things like together, they connect dots so well. It's like they have the big board, like it's like a... um, it's like the detective, and they have like the big board, and they have everyone's face. They're like, "We're gonna do this one, this one, this one." It's like they're they're doing a. You understand what I'm going with? Yeah. Um, but Santana and Ortiz, they have been sitting in the back very patiently, very well, quiet, not really like making a whole lot of ruckus. You know, when they made their little promos, they've been quiet. They had the match, they bowed out, and they had it. But I really think. We're gonna have a night of the inner circle celebrating. Then once we see them on on uh, Dynamite on Wednesdays and like a big parade, like it's gonna be like they're all wrapped you know, it's gonna be something big. I feel it. So I'm gonna go with Santana and Ortiz for them to win the battle right. They they also need it to be honest. I feel like they've been like lost in the shuffle, and I feel like they need this win too. Dead yeah. ass, B. Dead I, ass. I mean, I understand going for Proud and Powerful, and I would love to go with them as well. But I think that this is leaving the door open for the Good Brothers to come in, win here, and set up a champion versus champion tag team title match. I don't think it's just going to be an impact tag team title. I think it's going to be for all the gold. The Bullet Club story is the most important thing in AEW right now. So I think they need to put the titles on I think either way you, we go, it's it's going to be great. I feel it. Like, it's going to be good. It's two great outcomes. And, we just got two different avenues. Right. I think, like, you know, don't you think, and I don't I don't want to fight with you, but don't you think having the having the Young Bucks retain and the Good Brothers win the Battle Royal is almost like you're, you're doing, instead of being able to do two separate things that you could if, if Jericho and MJF win, because then you could do the inner circle storyline and then just pivot the Young Bucks, the Impact titles, you're kind of sacrificing the inner circle stuff and then just go, like you're sacrificing that storyline in a way that you wouldn't be. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah, I, no. I, I kind of feel, I kind of feel like that way about it. Yeah, like your way is going to get both stories done yeah. and have them have some importance. So that's why I said, you guys, I, I can't disagree with anything you guys said. You guys have made great points of why Proud and Powerful would make sense. We also got it in the comment section 
fifth generation Carney saying proud and powerful. I've been misused in AEW the whole time they've been there. I would love to see more for them. And he also, uh, shouting out Steph, says, what are you talking about repping Prince? Top Flight is from Minneapolis. He said, no diss, though. No diss. No diss. No diss. Yeah, but yeah, be, them being from, you know, a lot of people are from Minneapolis. Them being from, I can't just go for, like, the team from Minneapolis. If I had to go for my second team, I would go for the Dark Order because they're repping, they are strong repping the purple. Uh, and there's de there's definitely a, an influence in there. And I would also say that if I could pick anyone to do Dance to Prince song, it would be John Silver. But that's another story. I agree. <laughs> the best kisser and the best dancer of the Dark Order. Uh, speaking of the Dark Order, we got to talk about their best friend, Hangman Page. He's going to go one-on-one -on -one with Matt Hardy in the big money match. This is a match with the with the winner will get the loser's first quarter revenue for quarter one of 2021. These two men have been uh, feuding over the last couple of weeks. It all started with Hangman Page's relationship with the Dark Order, him not wanting to commit fully to the group after being hurt by the elite. And then he, uh, Matt Hardy saw a lost soul, so he tried to take advantage of Hangman Page, sign him to the Matt Hardy brand, taking 30% of his money. But Hangman Page switched the contracts out and got him to sign this contract. And Matt Hardy has been obsessed with taking down Hangman Page's friends in the Dark Order ever since. So it is the big money matchup, Revolution, who wins, Page versus Hardy. Let's start with Miss Christy Love. Um, I I am going to go with uh, Mr. Matt Hardy. Why? Because I feel like he needs a little bit of shine on him right now um, to make it more like make this character more like annoying and relevant. More like you're such an asshole, dude. Like I feel like that that needs to be him. I feel like he needs that 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 type of like heat on him right now. And I mean. Hangman, hey you know, he, he can do no wrong either way. Like, he's still going to shine. He's still sexy as hell, too, by the way. Um, but, you know, <laughs> I have to use Stephanie's fans for that one. Anyway. You should be used to this by now, SP. <laughs> but I'm going to, I want Matt to feel like, you know, him being over there and let this, this character get, you know, be uh, pushed a little bit more, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I definitely get it. I'll predict. I'll give my prediction here as well. I agree with Chrissy Love. I think I I predicted Hangman Page to win on SK Wrestling's YouTube channel for the preview with Alex McCarthy yesterday. But the more I thought about it, the more interesting outcome is for Matt Hardy to win here because yeah, Hangman Page having Matt Hardy's first quarter revenue. There's not much he could do. He could have a whole bunch of drinks, but that's that's that's, that's pretty it. much it. That's pretty that's much it. it. He's just gonna have more drinks. Matt Hardy, there's more potential here. He becomes a bigger heel if he's Correct. spending Hangman Page's money. So Steph, who do you have yes. money? Page yeah. versus Hardy. Well, I gotta say, I'm gonna disagree with with Chrissy not on the outcome, not on her comments about Hangman Page because I fully agree with that. But um. <laughs> I think that um, <laughs> Hangman Page is going to win. I think that his storyline with the Dark Order, it's a dual storyline that's playing out on, on being the elite as well. I think it's, uh, a, it's such a great storyline. I think that if being the elite was more something that we all watched, that this kind of um, just Hangman Page himself and this Dark Order like love story almost, it would be like Omega 
Ibushi levels of like fan investment and fan analysis and stuff like that of all the different little points of it. And when I watch Hangman, um, his character and his like arc in AEW from the moment he had that match with Jericho that he lost, his arc in AEW has been so well done that you feel such an emotional connection to him that he is like a great TV character that I can't watch without thinking of like their past and their baggage and his baggage is all Omega. I think he's going to win this match and I think what they're going to do is just he gets all this money and he on being the elite and as well on, on Dynamite, he treats his friends in the Dark Order to a big like piss up as we would say in the UK a big piss up party um and like that's that's where they're going in, in that in that um storyline because I think with the dark order there's there's a lot of good feelings towards dark order they started out you know as a cult and not many people are into that I always was but I can I get that some people didn't like that but now they're like these these total great baby faces and pages I always say that the Dark Order are a representation of how the fans feel about Paige because yeah. we he is our handsome cowboy. We know where, what his future is. is uh, yeah. His future is the man that dethrones Kenny Omega. So, yeah, I think he's mm. going to win a lot of money and he's going to be like, all right, guys, cowboy party. Here we go. Yeah. And John Silver will love it. It'll be so wonderful. It's going to buy the Dark Order cowboy hats, right. all that yeah. good stuff. But you, yes. you heard, that was probably the best uh, explanation of Hangman Page that I've heard. That he is a fully a developed, he's a fully developed TV character that you he remember. Is. You remember all the things that have happened to him when something yeah. major happens. Like when he it's said true, no to true. the Dark Order, you're like remembering all the pain that he went through. With it's like I just, I just finished watching One Division, and oh, I, like no spoilers, but she has a life. That's all I'll say. She has a life that we know, and we're watching what's happening to her now, and we yeah. know her past. Hangman Page is the same. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Wanda Vision equals oh. Hangman Page. You heard it. You heard it. <laughs> I love it. Good. <laughs> Top guy JJ, who do you have? Page. Uh, thanks for giving me the duty to have to follow that. I mean, thank, thank, <laughs> thank, thanks for that. But that is exactly why Hangman is going to lose. Like, like, this story of Hangman is so intriguing. We're just going to add a little bit more fuel to the baggage that he has been dealing with for his AEW run. And this only been like a big money match only benefits one man. He can then take all of Hangman's quarter earnings and then pay people $4,500 for beatings. He could pay people $5,000 for beatings. This is going to make Matt Hardy a better kingmaker because his asking prices will be higher, which people can't refuse. And, and, and Matt Hardy just throwing all the hangman's money out. He'll probably start throwing $10,000 hits out. He'll throw $15,000 hits out. Matt Hardy is going to waste all of Kenny or, or, or wait, he's going to waste all of hangman's money, excuse me, all of hangman's money on hits. Like he is gonna hit his way to becoming this annoying ass heel that that for some reason might end up in a damn TNT championship title run. 
Like, like he's going to buy his way into a spotlight with Hangman's mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. Like, like we just said about Hangman being such a great character. They've done a great job transforming Matt Hardy because Matt Hardy had failure after failure since he's came over to AEW, but he finally has a character that feels yes. like it has yes. momentum behind it. Fifth Generation Carney says, Hangman is by far my favorite character. And I, I hate using that word. He makes you care about him and he is a stud. He also said, Hangman is so easy to care about. And CM agreed uh, with Fifth Generation. Hangman's development has been on point and I, I can't agree more. AEW has done a great job of keeping Hangman busy before we know the eventual story is him getting back to the AEW World Championship. We got next Miro and Kip Sabian versus Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. This is the match mm-hmm. with one of the most longest builds going into the <laughs> these, yep. these guys have been feuding ever since like six months ago. And it all started with a broken arcade. Since then, we've seen Sinister Ministers. We've seen weddings. We've seen an orange and a cake. We've seen butlers. So there's been a lot going on in this story. But who wins very quickly going around the horn? Is it going to be Miro and Kip Sabian or Chucky T and Orange Cassidy? We'll start with Miss Chrissy Love. Um, I have Orange Cassidy and Chuck T. Um, I really don't care about this match, but that's what I pick. Cool. Uh, JJ, who do you got? Yeah, Chris, uh, Miro, like, Miro and Kip or Chucky T and Orange. This is the shit I don't give a fuck about at all. This is going to, I'm going to go Miro and Kip Sabian. Like, but this is like, ugh, this is my this is my piss break right here. Steph, what do you got in the tag team match? This is my break as well. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm going for Miro and Kip, and all I'll say is I think Miro might fully unleash the beast um, and kind of transform his character into more of what we wanted from, from the former Rusev. Yeah, unfortunately, okay. none of us will see it because we'll all be on break. Well, yeah. this, is yeah. a, this is a Miro showcase match. Hopefully, coming off of this pay-per-view, he will have more momentum uh, going for him. But, yeah, not too much going into this one. But I'm going with Miro and Kip to get the victory. The face of the Revolution ladder match. The winner gets a shot at the TNT Championship this coming Wednesday on Dynamite. Pentagon, Lance Archer, Cody Rhodes, Scorpio Sky, Max Caster, and a mystery entrant. First of all, who would the mystery entrant be? And who do you have winning? Let's start with Steph, face of the revolution. Okay, the winner will be the mystery entrant. So I don't even need to go into the, the storyline of the match. <laughs> winner, <laughs> winner gonna be the, the mystery entrant. Uh, who do I think it will be? I think the whole internet is screaming Ethan Page. Uh, I think that's probably the best shout. Um, I, I do have a like secondary prediction of an Alex Shelley, but I think it's someone like that. But I think Ethan Page seems like seems like the one. I think even when when Big Show said, you know, we have a huge signing and it's not who you expect. I think who people kind of do expect is Ethan Ethan Page because you know they were talking about another signing. I think Ethan Page is going to be your man in the ladder match and he's going to win. I agree with Steph 100%. I think Ethan Page is the mystery or person. Uh, I think he wins. And I think that the perfect match for him to have on Dynamite on his debut is against Darby Allen. These yeah. two have a long history in Evolve where Ethan Page used to throw around Darby Allen so much, we thought he would die before he even saw a body bag on TNT. 
So there's a lot to them to explore there. Before we go to Top Guy JJ, we got the comments saying, Top Guy's opinions is one of the main reasons I tune in on Saturday morning with you. So Top Guy JJ, hey, who's your opinion you. is going to win the face of the revolution ladder match? Um, you know what? They've been doing a hell of a job rebuilding the character of Lance Archer. So I, I think that Lance needs another shot at this, and he needs to get a shot at a main title. Like, I love the fact that Ethan Page would be the mystery entrant, but that's great. That's your spot for the night. Like, you're good. Like, you don't need to come and get a title shot on your first day. And as Paul White said, Hall of Fame caliber. It's not the same person. I know, 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 I know. But if that's going to be the big splash, it ain't going to be him. So it's, it, it's two different splashes. What are you even talking about? Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Ethan Page ain't coming into this face of the revolution match against Lance Archer, Cody Rhodes, Scorpio Sky, and Pentagon and going to beat them all. Like, that's a dub. That's a whole dub. Like, like, who the fuck is Ethan Page to come in okay, and do who that? Do you have winning? You have like, Lance I Archer just winning. said I'm going with Lance Archer. <laughs> For fuck's sake, I said I'm going with Lance Archer cool. to win this match. But I don't fucking Ethan Page. All right, we get it. You don't like Ethan Page. I don't right, dislike Ethan it. Page, but he ain't winning. <laughs> we got to move on to the next match. AEW Women's World Championship matchup. Hikaru Shida defending against the winner of the AEW Women's Eliminator Tournament, Ryo Mizunami. Mizunami oh. defeated y Yuka Sakazaki to win the Japanese side of the tournament and then defeated Nyla Rose in what I thought was a very good matchup on this week's Dynamite to advance to the tournament. The two ladies exchanged forearms, hyping us up for this matchup. I am going to predict first, and I am going to go out on a limb here. And I am going to say we have a new... AEW Women's World Champion in Rio Mizunami. I'm saying you don't bring someone over here from Japan to, to just be on two shows. It makes more sense for her to win this match here and then be a transitional champion to a Britt Baker or Thunder Rosa. I just think Mizunami has a bunch of charisma and she, she can stand out in the history as AEW Women's World Champion. Miss Chrissy Love, what do you got? Mizunami versus Sheeta. I completely agree. She is a freaking star. Once she started pulling rope and she was a robot, I was like, yo, this is this is a yo, this person has so much charisma. She is great. She like the crowd was loving her. I think she is phenomenal. I, I am so with you on this. She should definitely win. Why come all the way for nothing to lose? Fuck you. Like let me win. Who do you have? <laughs> Who do you have, Top Guy JJ? That's exactly why Hakaro Shida is winning this match. I don't want to see that shit. Like, 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 yo, that little baby, like, when she was in the corner with that, and those little baby, like, like, she's tapping her, <laughs> cheering the crowd, like, she's tapping her, like, like get, get that shit out of here. Like, come on, man, Hikaru Shida's a hitter. Oh, like, I want this playful shit as my champion. I'm good. I'm good. It was good seeing her, but thank you. Thank you for coming. Hikaru Shida is the hard-hitting AEW women's champion that we all need. Thank you for coming, but no thank you. We're not, no, no. I mean, I, mean, I needed her to be the champion like nine months ago. It's been nine months. Like, we don't need her to be the champion still, in my opinion. But, Steph, who do you think wins? Mijinami versus Chief. 
Um, Ms. Nami, you got to justify the price of flights and the working visa. So, yeah. I agree. And this is a great little segue. I got sent this video by John Scott of Powered 4 SP3, Powered 4 TV YouTube channel. Kurt Angle just posted a video of him uh, putting on wrestling gear and putting on the gold medals and putting on the wrestling boots. So no, that no, brings me no, to the next no. question is who is Paul White's mystery signing for AEW? It is a Hall no, of Fame worthy, worthy person and someone who is a huge, huge name in the professional wrestling business. Based on the report that we heard earlier in the show, as well as on Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Fightful Select, I think that it is Christian. Someone that just came back to WWE was offered a probably cushy, very comfortable part-time deal, but says that he wants to return to wrestling full-time and takes a little bit less to go to AEW and sign over there. That's a huge name. That's a Hall of Fame-worthy competitor. And I just think that Christian would have plenty of great matchups and be a great asset to AEW. So I'm going with Christian. Steph, who do you think it is? Um, I'm going with Christian, but I don't think wow. he lives up to the billing. I don't think he lives up to the billing. <laughs> um, I think he, I mean, look, I remember Christian's uh, debut, but to me, he's, he's not like, um, huge 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 level star even when he appeared in the rumble and i remember doing wrestling dealing with louis afterwards and i just basically said like i know people are excited and it's a nice thing that he got to wrestle again but to me that's like that that is not major like it's not major it's christian you know and, and he's just not like hit those heights so i think it is christian but i can't say that christian lives up to the the massive hype of the way this has been portrayed i understand that 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 that's why i said i said it uh on, on one of the other podcasts that i did that yeah christian will be viewed by some people as not living up to the hype so if i'm going out on a limb here i'll say brock lesnar but if i'm being realistic it's christian so, <laughs> uh, uh jj who do you think the mystery signing is yo these are the predictions that i absolutely don't give a fuck if i'm wrong <laughs> but this, this, is, this is where the pure wrestling fan comes in and just says, Christian? Hell right. no. Like, like that is going to be so underwhelming. But it's like, he, oh. it's going to be nice to see him, but it's going to be underwhelming as a delivery as to what the biggest scoop For ever. You. For you. Ever. For he you. said the biggest scoop ever. Ever. Christian ain't the biggest scoop ever. No, he said just, the scoop was that they were signing somebody on, on AEW. The things they said about the signing is that it's a Hall of Fame-worthy name and a huge, huge name. They that didn't was a part of his actual signing. Was the, no, that was he a said, part of his scoop. No, the big scoop was they signing someone on Sunday, and then they're going to debut on Sunday. That's the biggest scoop. That's yeah, not, that's not that's about not, how, just, just stop it. Just I'm telling it. you. Just, I'm just explaining it to stop you. It. you just don't stop it. You're trying, to, you're, trying to, you're trying to butcher my opinion. Stop No, because you don't seem to understand. Just stop it. Just stop it. Just stop it. <laughs> I'm helping stop you. It. No, you're not. You're really not. Because you're not helping. So the fan in me wants it to be CM Punk. Like, that. that's what the fan in me wants. So I don't care if I'm wrong on this one. Because most likely I will be. But God Damn it, that shit would be fantastic if it is him. I don't want to see Brock Lesnar. I'm good. 
Um, I, I'm good. I'm good. Because you know that probably be the only time he shows up until All Out. So I'm good on that. I would love, and I believe the wrestling world would love it if it was CM Punk. I don't give a fuck what the opinion is, but if they saw him come out on AEW TV, that shit would be lit. Well, like, yeah, water is wet. I agree. Water is wet. I, <laughs> no, no, I agree. No, 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 I just agree. open up my segue I by agree. saying I don't mind being wrong here. No, no, but you said, you said, I think that fans would get excited about CM Punk and AEW. Yes, water is wet. I agree. Uh, Miss Kissy Love. Apparently, it's dry to you. Who do you think the mystery signing is? Um, so I'm a little confused because didn't Krista just sign a deal on the other brand? Like, no, like we, like we talked about earlier that that report was wrong, and Dave Meltzer did his little cut back to Raj Gurry in uh, reporting that yeah. he's not signed to a yeah. WWE. Okay. Um, well, I uh. If it is Christian, then, you know, I don't think, I think we'll feel the same way like we did when we seen him at the Rumble, to be honest. Meh. Meh. Yeah. Um, I thought he, I thought, I, I thought it was great that he was at the Rumble. I thought people were excited well, no, about I, it. it. It was the, the nice to see him there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> coming in with your, I mean, I don't know. I would like to see Sam Punk. That would be great. Let's see what he can do. Um, I don't know how he would be utilized over on this brand. Um, but I'm just excited to see who, because that's why it's a mystery. Um, we can predict what we want. We, we all could be wrong. Who who knows? You know, I yeah. God, I I still hope it's not Kurt Angle. Fuck that. I don't want to see Kurt Angle. I don't. I don't. I don't want to see that. Yeah, I think Kurt Angle would would not live up to the the, the building. I think no. I think Christian would because of everything that I said before that he turned down a WWE part time deal, and that's a bigger statement. That's a bigger yeah. statement than anything. And I'm not. I and that's a realistic option. CM Punk is not a realistic option in my opinion. Uh, I think I think Brock is a realistic option, and that would be even bigger in my. Not opinion. a damn mind. See, I think if it's not, like, I think that there is a chance it could be someone that will wrestle at all, like a Bret Hart or a Mick Foley, someone that, like, you know, really kind of holds a, a legendary place in wrestling. Um, mm. But, yeah, it, it's one of those things where I think that they've worked themselves into it being almost impossible to fully deliver unless it's Punk or Brock, because even if you hit Brock, he's a huge, massive star. And I think that's right. kind of what we're expecting, but probably won't get. Exactly. But I will say that the card is good, but it's probably not as stacked as like full gear. So it kind of needed something else. And this is kind of something else that has gotten real people very excited about the show. So I think it was a good decision, hyping it up the way they have. But we got to talk about the semi-main event and then the main event. Street Fight, first time. Sting is in an AEW ring at Revolution. First time in almost six years. The Stinger will return. He teams with Darby Allen to verse Team Taz, Brian Cage, and Ricky Starks. These guys have been feuding for nine months, ladies and gentlemen. Nine months. And it all comes down here. Street fight. We've seen Darby on a zip line. We've seen Sting become a hoodlum. We've seen Hook in a body bag. We've seen Darby in a body bag get dragged around a parking lot. A lot has happened between these four individuals. It all comes down to this. Who wins that revolution? The street fight. Sting and Darby versus Team Taz. I am going with Sting and Darby to get the victory here. I think the story 
leads to me believing that Team Taz wins because Team Taz has had absolutely no advantages other than like two yeah. weeks of this whole thing where they dragged Darby and powerbomb Sting. That's about it. But other than that, it, it hasn't looked good for Team Taz, but I'm going with Sting and Darby here. What do you have, Chrissy? Um, I'm like you. Uh, uh, I, 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 my hope is to pick for Sting and, and Darby, but I want Tad, Team Taz to have some type of like oomph. Like you put these groups together, and they've been kind of like, like a rose. They're like kind of willowing down. It's like dying. Like I'm, you no, know, no one is like believing this this big group of big guys. You understand what I'm saying? So they need this win. So, um. My heart goes with Darby and Sting, but the need is to for uh, Team Taz. Okay, so so you you're you're, you're kind of on the fence. <laughs> I'm on the fence on this one, friend. Yeah, I'm. So, uh, Steph, but I'm gonna go, no, I'm gonna go Team Taz. Team Taz. Okay, yeah. Team Taz. Got it. Yep. So Sting and Darby versus Team Taz. Who you got, stuff? Uh, I've got Sting and Darby. I don't think you're beating Sting in his big return match. So yeah, I think it's. Kind of, kind of done and dusted. There, Team Taz. They will need some, some rehab after this, and I hope they get it because they're great. They're great, especially Ricky Starks. It's such yeah, a star. Right. But yeah, yeah, I think it's Sting and Darby. JJ, who you got? Sting and Darby versus. There is no way on God's green earth Sting is losing in his AEW debut. Like him and Darby are definitely winning this match, but they might not walk out looking victorious. Like they will probably get the W and then get attacked at the end to keep the story going. But Sting ain't losing. He no. <laughs> Barrett barring injury, he is not losing at all. Understandable. Good choices all around. And then finally, it is time for the buzzword match of the year: the exploding barbed wire. Death match. One of the one of the best buildups to a major main event for AEW ever since Double or Nothing 2019. Moxley and Omega have been in each other's world. It was Moxley who laid out Omega at Double or Nothing, debuting with the company. These two were supposed to meet at All Out 2019. Got pushed to full gear where they had the lights out match with a bed of barbed wire, exposed boards of the ring. And they got to take it one step further after winter is coming where Omega won the AEW World Championship from Moxley, aligning with Don Callis and becoming a heel. It's been the Bullet Club in Omega's corner, making Moxley's life a living hell. But he's made this the Moxley Extermination Chamber. Three sides of the ring will be covered by barbed wire. It will be the ropes will be replaced with barbed wire with it being wired with explosives. <laughs> And this matchup is not a typical AEW World Championship matchup, ladies and gentlemen. It will have a 30-minute no. time limit because in 30 minutes of this match, regardless of if the match ends before the 30 minutes, at the 30-minute mark after the bell, the ring and everything else around it will explode. Yes, this is a real exploding barbed wire deathbed time bomb match because the time bomb will go off 30 minutes in. Omega versus Moxley, three. Who wins? Who you got, Steph? 
Let's start with you. Uh, I've got Kenny Omega uh, just because of the role that he's on. I think this is a full long-term storyline that, that works in with the impact in the Japan relationship. I think that John Moxley needs a bit of paternity leave time off. But yeah. uh, my expectations for this match were so high. And um, especially after I, I did a watch along of Onida and Funk a couple of days ago and that match, the ring exploded at the end, but there was so much emotion in that match, and I hope that Moxley and Omega can deliver the same because it was really, really good. It was a great example of how, of what I would call beautiful violence. It was beautifully beautiful violence, and I hope these two can <laughs> deliver that too. So this week, I rewatched the exploding barbed wire death match between Onita and Funk, and I loved it. But I loved almost as much watching Steph watch it on her, <laughs> on her YouTube channel because her marking out to the stuff. And like, like she said, the time bomb is really an emotional type of thing. Oh, yeah. Onita and Funk had that, that type of history because he grew up on, on Funk's farm and he learned of barbed wire from Funk's farm. So he had that relationship with Punk with Funk. So when Funk was in the ring, as the time bomb's gonna explode, he tried to pull him out of the ring in time, but he couldn't pull him out. So he covered him with his own body as the whole ring explode. It's so emotional, so driven, and a lockup got one of the loudest reactions I've seen to a wrestling move ever. That's what I want. Simple things are gonna be so much more thrilling and captivating in this matchup. That's why I think it's gonna be great. Chrissy Love, who do you think wins the exploding barbed wire death match? Omega Moxley three. Um, this is one of the main reasons why I want to see this pay-per-view is this match right here. Um, so I definitely have missed Omega for the win. Um, he's the heel. Like he need, he has to win. Like, yeah, like uh John is gonna go on paternity leave. Um, his wife is soon gonna have this nice baby, and they're gonna go off and have you know, see the beautiful child. So John is not gonna be there for a little bit. Um, so I definitely have Mr. Kenny for the win, and Don Callis is definitely going to have some type of influence, I believe, in this match some kind of way. <laughs> Fifth Generation Carney, you're one of my favorites in the comment section, but this comment doesn't make a lot of sense. AEW uh -oh. is going to hot shot every kind of match in two or three years so that that way we cannot care about them anymore. I don't understand how you could say that when they really haven't hot shot any type of matchups. Like they build up and made every single stipulation they have used felt more important than it has in years. So I don't, I, I, I love you, man. You're one of the elite good eggs on this channel. So I don't understand your line of thinking when you wrote this comment. Ooh. Maybe, maybe it's early. I, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> top guy JJ, Omega Moxley three. Who do you have winning? Uh, definitely gonna go with Omega in this one. Um, yeah, just the oh my god, I I, I don't. I, I so my thing is that I'm not gonna rewatch that match until after this one concludes, because I want to experience this shit. Like I, I want to yeah. see. I want. I want to see what the. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have an expectation for this match. I just want to see shit blow up. Like, I just yeah. want to see yeah. shit happen. I don't know how yeah. it's going to happen. I don't know how they're going to execute it. I just want to see this shit happen. And yeah. I think it's kind of obvious with the, with the outcome, which is, which is I don't mind the obvious outcome. I just want to see how they actually get there because I don't think Kenny Omega wins this match. I think he survives it. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> like, I don't think there's going to be a real winner walking out of this with their hand held high and then they walking out gloating at the end of the pay-per-view. I think two men are basically going to be damn near dead after this match. And then Kenny Omega just happens to be the winner of this, of this, of this fest of whatever they're going to end up pulling off here. But yeah, like there, there's no way I'm missing this pay-per-view at all. Once I heard <laughs> like that, when that show closed out for two or three weeks ago, when I heard him mention the exploding pop like a death match, I didn't give two shits about that crappy ass outfit he was wearing. All I cared about was the words. All I cared about was the words that he said. I was like, holy shit. Fuck your outfit. That match was popping. Burn those burgundy boots as well, please. No, they're awesomely annoying. People said the same thing about the Rock shirt, and people love them now for looking back. No, I love the Rock. I always love the Rock shirts. No, no, but that's what I'm saying. People at the time, though, did not like it. They thought it was ugly, but it became a part of his persona. I think the boots are becoming a part (laughs) of Kenny Omega's persona, so I like it. I am going with Omega as well. I think it is, and I hate it so much. That's the point. That's the point. Like the that's point is, you are. the point is not to like it. <laughs> yeah, the point that's is not the, to. That's it's not a fashion point. statement. It's a fashion hate man. Exactly. That's <laughs> the whole point. That's the whole point. Omega wins. I think that uh, Moxley. Uh, this is going to be his his send off. He needs to have the Omita entrance. He needs to come out to Wild Thing wearing the leather jacket with the cigarette uh, in his mouth. He needs yeah. to, he needs to completely just be Onita in this matchup. And I, I think it was Steph. I with, dance uh, for the girl to come out, you know, that, that help him come out. I got to learn that dance, man, with the broom. <laughs> you can become one of the, the Omega girls. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think it Definitely. was Steph on uh, Wrestling Daily with Alex. I would love when the time bomb is coming off, uh, Moxley be in the ring. And I think you said you said uh, Omega like be struggling or something to like yeah um, Omega be thinking like oh shit like I should save him and Callus being like no get like get out and be the bad guy so like that you still yeah. have that that little bit of good guy Kenny Omega like you know that bit of him is still in there that bit of him that yeah. you know probably still has feelings for Coda and still has feelings for Hangman. And it's like Don Callis being like, get out and save yourself. And then the explosions go off and it's, it's Moxley in there. One other thing I would add to that is that when it's time and off, the one person who comes down and tries to save Moxley is Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston, Eddie yeah. Kingston 100% yeah. Eddie Kingston needs yeah. to be the, the, the Onita saving mm. funk in this situation. <laughs> But like we said, AEW Revolution this Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, live on pay-per-view and BR Live here in the U.S. In the U.K., it's going to be available on Fight TV. What a card. A lot of mystery. A lot of stuff going to happen on this one. And an exploding barbed wire death match. It's going to be great. So that brings us to the end of another edition of True Heel Heat. I just got to say thank you so much to our special guests. Stephanie Chase, you are awesome. You are incredible. You. you deal with all of our craziness, and we appreciate <laughs> you for that. Thank you for coming on the show, and please yeah. tell the people watching Ooh. where they can find you on social media and your YouTube channel. Yeah, find me at Twitter, Stephanie M. Chase. Find me over YouTube, Stephanie Chase Wrestling. Go watch my interview with Chris Jericho, and thank you guys so much for having me. I've had so much fun. Uh, it's been great to talk to all of you, and 
really like get so in depth in things and hear your takes. It's, it's been awesome. Awesome. Always a great time with you, Seth. And you are, of course, welcome back anytime you would like for sure. And of course, you guys can check out all the great content right now on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. We have uh, the last episode, True Hill Heat 114 with myself and Top Guy JJ. You got New Japan Pro Wrestling Castle Attack Night 1 and Night 2 review with me and my, and me and my good brother, Jay News. You got a latest Dark Power, Wednesday Night Warriors, Ro Richie's Raw Recap, a special Romeo Report on Soldier Boy and, and Randy Orton. Review of Honor and Blunt Impact are all up. Uh, start uh, this weekend. We're also going to have the 49th anniversary review, as well as a preview for New Japan Cup with myself and Jay News, as well as as our review, our roundtable review for AEW Revolution. Yes, we are doing a live roundtable review, live 30 minutes following the pay per view this Sunday. It's going to be a late Ooh. one for us. But oh, did we just did you just send out the invite? Huh? No. Did you just send out the invite? No. No, oh, that means I'm crashing the party. Oh, well, there you go. Top Guy JJ crashing the party for the Revolution Roundtable Review. It's going to be a whole bunch of fun, 30 minutes following the pay-per-view. So come join us. And, of course, you can follow all the great content around the social media world and YouTube. Our brand new community wall has the latest edition of Wrestling Daily with myself and Alex McCarthy talking about the next takeover. Powered for SP3 with myself and John Scott talking about the AEW Women's Eliminated Tournament. And of course, Smack Talk with myself and Rick Duccino every Friday following SmackDown. We talked about everything with Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. Miss Christy Love, where can they find you on social media? Uh, I am the sensation Miss Christy Love. You can find me on IG, Twitter, and on Facebook, uh, Christy Love underscore or Miss Christy Love and uh, Crystal Lynch. Absolutely. Christy Love, always a great person to follow. And Top Guy JJ? Instagram, you can find me at True Hill underscore Top Guy JJ. Facebook, I'm Justin Johnson. And yes, Steph, it was a blast sharing a drink with you on True Hill Heat, baby. That yes. was phenomenal. <laughs> yes. Once again, follow Steph Chase, Stephanie M. Chase oh, on Twitter. You. She does great stuff. Of course, Follow her YouTube channel. Great content on there. It's been AEW Revolution Week. She's doing so much great things over there and such a talented person and such a passionate wow. wrestling fan. So that's why we always love when she's on True Hill Heat with us. So definitely check out all the great work that she has going on. And of course, you can also follow us over here on uh, Twitter machine, True Heel SP3, as well as on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, True Heel Heat. And you can listen to True Heel Heat on all your favorite audio podcast platforms. Check out all of our friends. My battery is dying. Jimmy Macaram with the WandaVision finale review that's going to drop later today. So check that out with myself, Jimmy, and Marcus Cash. Of course, there is the Wrestling Daily YouTube channel every Tuesday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern time, 8 p.m. BST. Check out myself, Steph Chase, Louis Dangor, and Alex McCarthy over there. We are doing great stuff all around the, the universe. So check it out. Subscribe to the channel, like, share, and subscribe this video. Comment down below. Give us your predictions for AEW Revolution. So for the lovely Steph Chase, our special guest, for the beautiful Miss Christy Love, for our resident True Hill alcoholic himself, Top Guy JJ. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. This has been True Hill Heat 115. Until True Hill Heat 116, we are signing off until next time.
Tschüss.